Pacquiao coming to you live from World Championship in San Jose. Welcome to the Living Legends Podcast. This is Professor Teclo Vossen coming in from Teclo Industries. And you want to know where the best place to go is for the Bright Lights pre-release in Pennsylvania? That's right. The Banish Zone on September the 30th at 6pm. And the Portal Comics and Gaming on October the 1st at 12pm. That's right. A double header. $30 entry per event. And if you attend both events, you get an entry to win a box of Bright Lights at each store. The box will be given out on release day the following week. So just go and support your local game stores in Pennsylvania and the Banished Zone, of course, our sponsors here at the Living Legends podcast, and just have a whale of a time in the city of bright lights. Teclo Vossen, out. Not dying to blood debt, just dying to debt in general. <laughs> dying to real out your debt. Suit. <laughs> dying to yeah. just real debt. Dying just to debt. real cripple debt um but yeah welcome welcome back to living legends podcast uh, i'm your host for today my name's as <laughs> from go again gaming and joined as always by uh, some lovely folks in the flesh and blood community we've got kel from red zone rogue or oh, also known as red zone rogue hello uh, both <laughs> i guess i don't know yeah um eh, yeah well as i, I he just is I don't know. I've never you know, seen I, I, Kel and Red Zone Rogue in the same room at the same time, so I don't know. I, I know I haven't, so there's something suspicious going on there. <laughs> Hello. Brilliant. And then, we got, uh, and then we got Bill as well from Spike Feeders. Hello, I am Bill from the Spike Feeders. Um, to, to start this off, I know that I say that I'm Bill from the Spike Feeders on all socials. Now that's true for something other than Twitter. Uh, I'm officially on Blue Sky for anybody that is also on Blue Sky. <laughs> I'm not what is that um, <laughs> it's twitter but without elon musk um but uh, i see that, you know i was <laughs> telling rob i don't know if i mentioned it on here but i just randomly have over a thousand followers on instagram and i'm like i guess when twitter fails i'll just go to instagram because i've somehow yeah, cobbled together at least a four-figure follower amount so Mm. Yeah, just be a just be a flesh and blood influencer uh, amongst a sea of Starbucks <laughs> influencers. Yeah, <laughs> Starbucks influencers. Hey, maybe Brilliant. actually no, I can't. Uh, no, I was saying maybe Starbucks can hit me up, but mm. there's a little. No, from what I know about you, you want Arizona tea to hit you up. No, um, I actually don't like Arizona tea all that much. Pure Leaf. Hey, oh, if, we're, if we're gonna talk about like the big Leaf, brand that's ones, the one. I do like Pure yeah. Leaf. Yeah, uh, or the Gold Peak. Gold Peak's also pretty good. So purely for Gold Peak. Yep. All these well, actually, American, you know what? American Liqu brands. I'm just not even clear what's going Liquid on death. here. Liquid Death. Liquid <laughs> Death. I literally buy like two cases of this a week. Um, I, I got their new melon flavor. It's really good. I don't know if it's new. It's new at the store that I go. Anyway, let's talk about, let's talk about Flesh and Blood. Let's talk yeah. about Flesh and Blood. Yeah, absolutely. It's already flesh off blood, the rails. Baby. I'm speaking of off the rails. I'm going off the rails today. Got on, got on Asahi. Um, Cheers, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cheers to uh, some wonderful, uh, wonderful friends in this chat, as well as LSS for continuously giving us spoiler cards to show off to the world as well. Um, so uh, hopefully we can all get involved again, as uh, as always. But yeah, we're going to be speaking about um, our top five cards in Bright Lights. And if you've tuned into Living Legends podcast before, you'd know that 
this isn't the top five meta cards or anything like that. It's our, <laughs> it's our, it's our top five cards for various reasons. And uh, obviously we can go into those, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic set, but I think a good place to start would be uh, the Metropotent himself, because mm. that is a unanimous, a unanimous cool thing. And it happened with Leviah last set. It was the first Demi hero that we received um, so who wants to read out this this Mechlo Bossum? <laughs> Mechlo Vossen, the Mechropotent, Mechboy, That's right. Mech, Mech I, uh, You know what? I volunteer as tribute. Uh, yeah, I volunteer as tribute. Okay. Okay. So first of all, uh, he's the backside of a card. Oh, yeah. Let me pull, nice. uh, let me pull, let me pull, let me pull the backside. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Um, so yeah, the first, the first half, the, the half that you will actually see in probably most of your games, uh, mm-hmm. is the front half and it's called singularity, um, which is his sort of, um, very similar to the, the other shadow invocation cards is what I usually call them, uh, like doomsday yeah. and eclipse, um, things that create a thing. Um, yeah. and this is extremely similar uh so this is uh, a mechanologist action construct so this is the second construct that we've seen thus far uh, it costs six pitches for one blocks for three and it is a legendary teclavasan specialization so you can only have one in your deck and only if your hero is teclavasan which mm-hmm. makes sense considering the story implications uh transform your hero your weapon and four evos you have equipped into then currently right now this is probably the same for the um the thing that that Cal has up, but it is barcoded. We know just kind of gleaning from uh, what it does and the backside of it that it's probably just into the name of the card and then maybe some flavor text on how it works, like putting them either underneath as material or into your hero's soul, because that's technically where cards live if they're under your hero in their soul. Yeah, um, which is also uh, referenced by the back half, which is Teclavasan, the Mechropotent, <laughs> me- the Mechropotent, the Mechropotent, the Mechropotent. Let us know how you pronounce to... it in the comments below. Yeah, anyway. down there. Yeah, spell it back to Magic the Gathering. Yeah, yeah. Throwback to Magic the Gathering days when I called it Necropotence. It's easily confused because there is a necropolis. That's how you say the thing yeah. where the necro is going you don't on. Say so ne- you don't say necropolis? Necropolis. No, necropolis. Necropolis. <laughs> That's R-I-P-D. Wow. Um, necropolis. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So Teclavasan, the necropotent, uh, he is a... Sh- okay. Buckle in. He's a shadow mechanologist demi-hero equipment dash Evo. <laughs> Brilliant. So he's he's quite a few things. He's very established and very uh yeah. Uh he has six yeah. attack, six block with battle worn, uh three intellect, and his health is star, so that just means whatever your health is when you transform into him, it stays the same. Uh his health is your current health as you as you transform. Uh, he has action for three resources, banish two cards from your soul. That's both the cost you can attack. So again, that's for six. Mm-hmm. That's already pretty good. Uh, it is followed up by whenever this attacks a hero, they discard a card. So also really good. Um, just getting them to discard right away before they have a chance to block even doesn't have to hit just on attack. Right. Yeah. Um, your mechanologist attack action cards get go again as well. Uh, sure, so if you're not boosting then um you know they still get go again or you don't have to boost which actually is kind of relevant if you're getting into the late game and you don't want to boost but you still want like 
you know, wide enough turns. There's yeah. a lot of the, and big, then, the big chungus attacks that we'll talk about today that also don't have boost either. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So give, that's giving those go again later on is absolutely absurd, especially with some of the combos that can, when you transform into this, there's certain things. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Carry yeah. on, Bill. <laughs> uh, this has one final line of text. Um, this counts as having four Evos equipped, um, yeah. which is nice considering you lose all of your equipment and there are multiple cards in the Teclavasan deck that care about the number of Evos that you have equipped. So the fact that you turn into this big bad doesn't necessarily mean that those cards just immediately get horrible, <laughs> which is yeah, kind of a right. nice thing considering yeah. the hoops you have to jump through to get into this uh, into this yeah, battle um... suit. <laughs> there is a there, exactly there is a a cycle of cards which do appear on my list which do care about having four evos equipped and the fact that this says that it, you know gives you all of the good stuff that you get from yep. those cards later so we'll, we'll check mm -hmm. we'll, we'll check that out in a bit mm. um, but yeah this is this is absolutely ridiculous but look, there's a there's still a I feel like there's an unknown factor with this soul thing because it says attack banish two cards from soul i'm assuming then that the barcode will or there'll be some form of errata or josh scott will uh, let us all know that if something goes under a hero it means the soul or perhaps right it's probably the barcode yeah, it, bit that's it like... kind of yeah it kind of does already as far as i'm aware just from a rules perspective if something goes under your hero in any capacity it counts as being in your soul so like for example um this actually came up with the recent set with Leviah, um, the Redeemed. Uh, when you transform into Leviah the Redeemed, uh, her original hero card actually goes under the um, the other hero card, so it counts as being in your soul. So technically, uh, if see. somebody right. was attacking you with um, like a soul soul reaping or anything like that, you would have a card in your soul for those purposes. Um, okay. So, yeah. It's it, it will probably say the remainder of the text under the barcode probably says something like put the transform cards into your soul or something like that. That's yeah. my best or guess. or maybe if the transform mechanic is just, you know, anything that, that's that's being used for the transform mechanic is then class as being in your soul, perhaps mm -hmm. going forward. Um but I like. Yeah, I feel like I there's like, going to be a pretty long rules reprise <laughs> for yeah. this set specifically. There's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> But I like the premise of I like the premise of the fact that multiple heroes can have souls because it then opens up this design space where you each hero in the future could have like a second stage boss mode, right? Azalea could then turn into Azalea whatever, whatever, and she'll have mm -hmm. cards in her soul and do things, which I think is I think is great. <laughs> I think is great. Rather than just printing a Starvo, you print this and you have to get to the you have to get to that stage before you can actually be doing yeah. broken stuff. And then we're just playing Yu-Gi-Oh, where you just have a exactly. si side deck of ten <laughs> of ten demi heroes demi instead of your synch synchros and tuners. You just have your demi heroes. Well, I mean, this like... is right now. This is this literally is Xyz summoning uh, yeah, for yeah, all my Yu-Gi-Oh nerds out there. This is like de facto Xyz summoning, except it also has a cost. So yeah, <laughs> there, there's like... is... oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, it's very Yu-Gi-Oh, the fact it says Shadow Mechanologist Demi Hero Equipment Dash Evo. <laughs> That's what I was saying, like, this card does not have enough types, clearly. Like, it needs no, more. Yeah. They need, need, it need uh, it reminds more. me very much of uh, one of the best card names in Yu-Gi-Oh, which is my final note about Yu-Gi-Oh for the rest of this episode. Uh, probably. I don't know if I can actually agree to that. Uh, but uh, Interplanetary Purpley Thorny Dragon. Mm. Um, look wow. out. <laughs> mm. Um... So I have a couple of things I want to note about uh, Mechlovas and the Mechropotent. Um, yeah. 
So the first things first, since you have no more equipment uh, equipped, uh, he has Arcane Barrier Zero, so get absolutely wrecked by all wizards and runeblades. Um, yeah. Yeah. Other things to note, uh, if something would destroy an equipment and it destroys uh, Mechlovasen, uh, the player playing Mechlovasen dies. They lose. Yep. Um, loses the game yep uh this, this has <laughs> been 100 confirmed by joshua scott that's what happens so if someone buckles your teclovasen the mechropotent or they what's the other one that that blows up uh uh equipment that oh, the uh, guardians have it's the one with the the the, the do you know what i'm mangle the, like, Man- mangle yeah yeah mangle mangle yep yeah, yeah. So someone can mangle mechlovasen and he, he i think dies. yeah I'll, I think um, I think uh, they have to have a certain number of minus just counters one. on it to they do it. Need, they just need one minus just one. one at all. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Which yep. makes it pretty pretty uh, not not a great prospect to block with this in a guardian matchup where they yeah, might not. have mangle or buckle or something similar. Um, exposed think, to the elements also yeah. potentially <laughs> kills this if it's late enough. Oh, in, that's hilarious. Which is funny. Uh, because there isn't a hero that can legally play it currently (laughs) yeah and i would also like to note the shadow part of this is mostly just flavor there are some edge case mechanics but this doesn't mean you can play shadow cards in your deck because um you build the deck at that construction and not when he turns into mechlevasen so it's not like you can run your ghostly visit or or something like that yeah so yeah you're not a shadow hero for for deck construction purposes yeah Um, but but if someone has one of those corner case cards where like you know if your opponent has a shadow hero get this bonus effect well then here you go you get the bonus effect because he's a shadow yeah true Um, yeah i uh I do want to say one final thing, uh, at least for me on this. Uh, there were some people that were joking around about um, transforming into Mechlevasen, which is what I'm just going to call him. His name is Mechlevasen. Yeah, Mechlevasen. Transforming yeah. into Mechlevasen uh, and then immediately playing Cash Out, which allows you to destroy any number of items or equipment you control <laughs> to gain that many silver just tokens. Just kill yourself. Um, just, just kill yourself. By by selling all of your stuff, including you, and uh, yeah, as um, sort of flavor judged this as... Um, <laughs> Not dying to blood debt, but just dying to regular debt. And That's then right. to which I responded, uh, selling your heart to pay for your heart surgery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just like you at, you at USA Healthcare in, in, in general, really. As, as yeah. the only American here uh, can confirm, will agree. Can confirm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, cannot disagree. Um, um, what's uh, just a side tangent? Mm-hmm. What's Canadian healthcare? Is it free? Yeah. It is yeah. oh, okay. You can, there are um, like elective things that you that, like if you want an elective surgery, you have to pay for it. Um, and like if you go to a walk-in, you just have to wait in line. It's sort of uh, based on how severe your thing is. If it's more severe, then you're likely to get seen quicker. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you have like a non-lethal broken bone or something, you're likely going to sit around for a while um, waiting yeah, for same, a doctor to come see you. So it may really bollocks of it, but. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, uh, some weird interactions with this card, that's for so, sure. So, I have yeah. one more, one more thing. That's not. Uh, this is very, very in the spirit of the Living Legends podcast because we talk about all aspects of flesh and blood. Uh, so, the mm-hmm. artist of Mechlovasen is Billy Christian, who is uh, Livia Prima's partner, and Billy Christian uh, does a oh, lot really? of amazing artwork. Uh, he has only a couple for Flesh and Blood so far. But uh, he's done a ton for other card games like Magic and stuff. People will de- definitely recognize him. In fact, he did the art for my new commander deck that Az and I are playing, uh, my Zethi 
Derek Pizzetti. Anyway, my point is, is wow. uh, he did a post um, on uh, Facebook talking about the art for this and the art direction. And I just kind of want to read what he said because I think it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, this is Techlawson, the Macropotent for Flesh and Blood, Bright Lights. Art directors, Robbie Wen, Sam Yang, and MJ Fatizio. Uh, he says, yeah, I challenge myself using a type of lighting I've never done in the past, so it might look kind of different than the kind of image I would make. As for the design, I tried to steer away from Ultron or Iron Man, though it's hard to shake the feel with the red lights and all. Trying to oh, come up with you. a more ri- original shapes was a real struggle, and I felt like I used parts of my brain I've never used before. So I thought it was really interesting that He's obviously very cognizant of like, okay, okay, this is going to end up looking like Ultron or Iron Man. I would want to try to make it look as different as I can. And I think that's really cool. And I like that kind of uh, insight. Also, I think Billy's just a really great artist. So, yeah. Yeah. I I, like I do want to say that I do see um, like the almost inspiration and the fact that he was aware that he like wanted to steer away from Ultron and Iron Man. You can see like some amount of things that are kind of not avoidable like the fact that there's sort of a center thing in his chest which makes it feel very iron man um just like the fact that there are gauntlets and whatever but yeah it is it does still feel very much like its own thing um so i think he did succeed in that regard even though that's kind of a tough thing to do with how just ubiquitous especially iron man is um even before we saw this card and they were revealing the like teclo uh or like the what they're called but the the majestic ones um the like big bad evos Mm -hmm. um as soon as somebody as soon as we saw the head people were like oh iron man um that was the first (laughs) thing out of everybody's mouths so (laughs) i think you did a good job yeah and i think one thing that it's not because there's a lot going on in the art i think some of the pieces around him are just kind of like floating near him and i think they probably Mm -hmm. like follow him around like he's got these floating shoulder things and he's got these other floating things on the side so i think it like out of context out of this picture he would probably look you know pretty distinguishable between like iron man and because he'll have all this other like crap just floating around him definitely yeah yeah he almost has like a like a field like a magnetic field yeah going on yeah looks sick i'm just looking at uh billy christian's art on air as well he did um he did uh the carlac card from dungeons and dragons mtg set yeah for for flesh and blood he did herald of ray he did the ravages one uh for for um Dustin oh Hunt. yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Sekem archangel of ravages yeah i'm just looking at the art station now yeah it's quality good stuff yeah i billy billy's billy and livia are both both excellent folks so shout yeah. out to them um yeah fully agreed well i can't um, wait to see this uh the wait to see this get summoned i don't know whether because we have we seen many levia levia transformations like at a top level i'm not sure if we have have we i'm sure it happens so, it, it's one of those yeah. things oh go ahead i'm sorry no i was just gonna say the thing is with this one versus Leviah. Leviah lives in your inventory uh which does make her much more like much easier to get out if you do oh, want yeah, to go true. down that path i also feel like if you're playing Leviah, you're just playing Leviah redeemed um yeah. if you're playing teclavos and you're probably playing um the the macro uh meclovasin as well but <laughs> it's not going to be nearly as easy as it is for Leviah. and i think that's something that people kind of have to keep in mind as well because not only do you have to have the four evos you also have to draw into this after you've put out the four evos it, and it costs um, yeah. six so you need to draw and this and like six two blues like you need specific stuff to to make this happen yeah this is a significant investment 
now is the payoff worth it i think so um mm. but it's just about if you can get to that point that's the the real actual sticking point of this card is I, whether or not you can get there <laughs> I, I i hate to keep referencing other games but i feel this might be like a your your Gisela and Bruna meld situation where like when you get it, it's like yeah. awesome and you have this big old thing that's just gonna kill your opponent, but like good luck. Cause like I, I yeah. literally have that in one of my commander decks and I've I pulled it out at a game nights uh at Prof's place and literally the first thing Prof said to me is like, Have you ever even melded that? And I was like, Nope, <laughs> not a single time. <laughs> so I think it's yeah, gonna be a, maybe I think a little this like is that. probably what I kind of mentioned earlier was like you're probably going to be seeing the front half of this card much more frequently than the back half. Um, I think this will likely be pitched or blocked with like, uh, I want to say like high 70, 80, 90 percent of the yeah. time even. Um, but the times that this is landed against you, I think you kind of just lose the game. Um, oh, I think yeah. this this gives you a significant advantage if you if you land it. I don't want to spend too much more time on 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 Meklavasen, but this is something yeah, we're talking about uh, in the um, the preamble here, and that is uh, I think it's hilarious that Meklavasen has less intellect um, in the robot <laughs> form than when he was a human. <laughs> he gets dumber yeah. when he turns into a robot, which I think is hilarious. Um, yeah, we we flavor judged that into uh, that he gets connected to the entire Internet as a whole. So he has to read all of Facebook and Reddit and 4chan. Yeah, <laughs> he just gets dumber. <laughs> so he just gets. Yeah, he gets a full like 25 percent stupider yeah. because he just has to know all of this stuff about like MLMs and conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah, competent. The McCroppertent, the, the, bra the brain can't handle the soup of the Internet. Um, I, I can't, I can't, I can't even not. say that word. How did you say, how did you say the word wrong oh. earlier? Macropotent. Uh, how did you say yeah, it? Yeah, I said macropotent. Ah, that's it. Uh, and then macropotent <laughs> is probably how a lot of people are going to say yeah. it. But also like omnipotent? Macrumpotent? Crumpotent. That's what he's got. He's got, he's got crumpets too. He's got, oh, he's crumping. Um, okay, anyway, yeah. before this gets too far off track, we are here for a reason today, folks. And that is to talk about the cards that we've picked as our top five uh, from this set. Uh, I will throw it over to Az um, to, to start yeah. as he is the he's the leader. He's the, the host of this week. Uh, but I just wanted to grab the reins a bit while they were in front of me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we, we, we need someone to sort of reel us back in because otherwise we just end up in uh, in deep, deep doo doo. Um, so. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, uh, as I mentioned at the, at the top of the show, so these are five cards that we've picked from whatever standpoint we deem necessary. It's not top five cards you need to include in your decks to win and all this. It's just cards that we that we that we like for whatever reason uh, and i'm going to start with um something that was only recently introduced as a card type both mm. in this set and uh the round the table <laughs> product as well and that is cards that just say something block like a mechanologist block or a bard block etc in this case obviously this is uh steel street enforcement um so this is a mechanologist block it's a blue pitch it blocks for one but while this is defending, if it gets plus or excess number of evos you have equipped. So I imagine this is just a nice little card that you access blue pitch for at the start of the game. But then when you've assembled your suit and your evos, it's then blocking for potentially four or five after you've got 
the value for uh, the blue pitch early on. So I think that's I think that's quite cool. And I just like the fact you know these top fives. Whenever whenever As gets a top five, he likes to bring in stuff that hasn't happened before. And this is one of those one of those things that hasn't happened before. I don't know whether blocks as a card type are going to be popular or whether they're going to be utilized but i just think it's cool that there is a new card type and it just goes to show that fab are always expanding their design space um thanks to brian being in the team and all this um Mm -hmm. so yeah i like it don't know what you guys think of block cards whether they're going to be any good or not but so i have had a i've played with block cards before because i played um several hours with around the table product and i will say um at least in in Ultimate Pit Fight, it was pretty easy to get all of your Evos equipped, just because the game lasts long enough. So, like this card, yeah. I think I think in Round the Table or in UPF in particular is really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I want to note a couple things about the block mechanic, just in general, or the block card type mechanic, just in general. Um, yeah. First things first, don't Arsenal this because you cannot block with it from mm-hmm. Arsenal. It is not a defense reaction. If you Arsenal this you are stuck with it in your arsenal until it gets destroyed or, or something Very true. like so yeah. ex- except for the ninja one the ninja one you can play from your arsenal but it specifically says it on the card it has a mechanic on it that says you can play this from your arsenal or you can block yeah. this ambush isn't it ambush yeah. or something yeah it's um, funny too because i was thinking like oh well what if you had art of war art of war only cares about attack rea- or attack action cards yeah which this extremely is not <laughs> so, the, the, so it yeah. also makes uh, my codex of inertia uh, me thinking as an assassin player even more hilarious because if you codex of inertia a block card into their arsenal well Ooh, get wrecked ooh, damn yeah um yeah. Ooh. so uh, i'll go back on what i said this is not on my top five uh well <laughs> anyway here's another cool thing though it it's not a defense reaction so it doesn't count as a defense re- defense reaction for things that care about defense reactions so for example like if your opponent's attacking with a command and conquer you can block with this and it'll get the full five block because it's not a D-React, it's something else. Mm-hmm. And the same is true for any other yeah. thing that cares about D-React. So, yeah, it's it's weird, yeah. but it, it's kind of a cool little thing I think they're doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think it's nice to, even though this is obviously a list video, I think it's nice to touch on these mechanics and inform people of how you can use this and how you shouldn't use this as well because it is a new card type. So, hence why that's one of the reasons I include it in the list because it's new and people need to know how it works. Um, so, that's Absolutely. the... Uh, steel steel uh, enforcement uh, i can't read it now yeah it is uh, steel street enforcement um and uh yeah i'll throw it over to whoever wants to grab the baton for their first card i will go next just because in obs order it is clockwise i think it's not all well, right that and the other thing perfect makes sense to me yeah <laughs> all right so my next or my, my first card is well i'll just pick this one because it's up already i want to i want to preface this by saying that I did not include either assassin card in my top five here because I feel like that was obvious and that would have made my top five list basically into a top three and then not it just kind of like ruined the whole thing. So keep in mind as yeah. I go over my top five that my two favorite cards for the set are the assassin cards. So like those yeah. would actually be my my number one and number two, but um, we've already talked about them in other episodes, too. Anyway. I would also like to uh, interject very, very quickly and say that uh, spoiler cards that were given to us as well um, are very, very cool and very much enjoyed making videos and stuff on that as well. So thanks, LSS, for giving me a, a card with a bike on it, which is uh, which is interesting sort of throwback to my D&D character. Uh, I'm, not sure yeah, whether, I'm not sure whether that's a deep cut that they knew that 
I was playing a character that had a motorbike, but if it was, I love you guys. Brilliant job. <laughs> I, do know, I do know that Robbie at least watched some of the first uh, first True. episode, though yeah. your bike didn't come up in that episode. So anyway. No. Um, yeah. Moving so, on. With all that said, my first card is actually a common card. It is a card called um, Expedite. Well, it's two cards, actually. So it's Expedite and Medex. And I think these are basically the same card, just kind of like, uh, you know, different different cycle. Uh, they just have the whole like cost power variant. So what Expedite is, it's a zero cost mechanologist attack action. It attacks for three and blocks for three for the red version. And then it scales down two and one for yellow and blue. It has boost and it says when this hits, you may put an item with cost zero or one from your hand into the arena. And before I talk about that effect and why I love it, uh, Medex is the literally the exact same thing but it is cost and power scaled up by one. So it costs one to play and then it attacks for oh, yeah. four, three and two. Uh, same exact effect boost. When it hits, you may put an item with cost one or zero from your hand into the arena. I like Medex probably a little bit more just because it attacks for four and therefore is much more likely to hit. Um, and I really, really love this effect. Uh, when it hits, you can put any item with cost zero or one from your hand into the arena. Doesn't have to be a mech item. So you can drop a potion if you are playing a weird kind of like off meta kilter you know style mm. deck you can drop an amulet you can drop anything any item with cost zero one which i think is super super cool um and also it just kind of lets you turbo out a card for free so even in like you know limited even in like some sort of constructed deck maybe you're playing a like a new dash deck that really cares about items it really like just lets you drop the item for free which is sweet because most of the items don't have go again and the ones that do have go again in the set with a crank mechanic this kind of like you can you can do some stuff. So I really like these cards. Uh, and the fact that they're common is really awesome for limited. And um, yeah, I like I like them. So that's my first. Yeah, I pick. think I think I think, yeah, I think that's a good good point, actually, because as you say, most items don't have go again. So at least you can maybe do a, an attack and then follow up with like one of these cards and then still drop an item from your hand into the arena. So you don't have to waste your turn or action point on doing that. Yeah, because they won't. Ha so a lot of them don't have go again. So yeah, that's a good point as well. Yeah, and, and these both have boost. So like they also they have go again. Uh, so basically, oh, you yeah. can like Medex, um, you get your boost, and then you, if it hits, then you can play your crazy brew for free, and then immediately activate your crazy brew and do do stuff. So or whatever, yeah. whatever. So yeah, I like these cards, um, both for constructed and for limited. So awesome. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so then I guess that runs straight over to me and I do yes. mean runs because my first card that I want to talk about today is twin drive, mm -hmm. uh, which is, uh, going to be one of five majestics that I talk about today. The majestics in the center <laughs> are just so wacky and wild that, yeah. uh, I just picked five of them, but, um, yeah, twin drive is a majestic mechanologist attack action. Uh, it costs two pitches for one blocks for three and attacks for five and i really wanted to highlight this one because i it enables a strategy that i really love and also is the first i think instance actually not really the first instance of having two like sort of sequential lines of text that are the same and with that being said it is because this says boost and then line break boost um which allows you to boost two separate times something Extremely important to note for everybody out there listening who might not know this interaction, multiple instances of go again um, do not stack. So if you have 
if you boost twice and this has go again twice, you only get one attack action or you only get one, sorry, action point. Mm-hmm. Um, the relevant point of this card is that it leads in extremely nicely into a maximum velocity. Uh, yes. This is two of the three boosts that you need in order to attack with a maximum velocity. And the fact that it costs two is much less important than needing two separate cards, uh, which you normally do. You need three individual cards in order to attack with a uh, a max velocity. This cuts out 50% of the cards that you need, which is actually quite nice. Uh, I guess a third of the cards that you need. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just think it's really cool. Technically, the first instance of card text like this is um, chain lightning or not chain lightning. Um, Um, Forked lightning. Yeah, fork lightning. Um, yeah, they errated it so that it says deal two twice. Um, yeah. but I still think that it's really cool. Uh, the art is phenomenal. If you're not seeing this, uh, on YouTube, the art is so colorful and like full of energy. It's awesome. Uh, same with a lot well, of the, the art, art is, the art is very similar to Max Flossy as well. It's just this, this yeah. person just running towards Except the, just the camera. Full kilter. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't Literally prepare the flash. I mean, there. Okay, I'm gonna do a couple couple things about mm-hmm. just the art. Um, first of all, I really love that you can go zero to sixty into twin drive, and it looks like the same guy just running closer. Um, <laughs> and, you yeah. go zero to sixty twin drive uh, max velocity. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And it's just consistently getting closer. Uh, and then, and then max velocity, I think, is really interesting because it shows how either the world of Wraith has changed, you know, narratively, or just this the style of flesh and blood has changed for metrics because it's like this very steampunky dude with like like with like leather straps and like a rocket Mm -hmm. jet on his backpack and the guy from twin drive i mean he looks like silver samurai or something he's just like he's just like an all silver you know tech armor with lightsabers and a you know you know jetpack or whatever on his back yeah, like to to reference back to even just the um, the flavor text on Max Velocity that really does give you an idea of what the uh, the art looks like. Uh, I won't read the whole thing, but it's zoom, zip, kazam. Ever wanted to show old Joey what for? Like <laughs> it's that style of like retro futurism. And yeah. this is just straight up, like you said, Cal, uh, this is just Silver Samurai. This is like the Flash. Um this is very separate. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is cyberpunk, like very much, very much so. Yeah. Just a just a quick side tangent before we go on to our second card of our list. Mm-hmm. Um, do we know the in the law? Do we know the time period that this is in? Because it looks extremely futuristic in in in, in regards to what we've seen so, before in Metronologist. They have been putting out a bunch of lore articles. I've read almost all of them. They're really good. They're really interesting. There is one that kind of talks about the evolution of metrics. And it's like the age of steam and then like the age of something else. So like, I think what they're doing here is they're giving lore reasons as to why stuff looks like old timey and then why stuff looks way more like future you know cyberpunk style um yeah and i I think what they're doing is like technology is growing at such a rate where it it can all exist in the same lifetime i think is what they're kind of getting at here because Mm -hmm. because teclavasan as like as a character exists in both of these time frames i'm not going to spoil it go listen go watch or go go read the articles um 
Tekla Vasa yeah. goes goes through some stuff. Um, I see. Yeah, he he pulls a Walt Disney. I'm just gonna say that. Um, <laughs> if you Brilliant. understand what I'm kind of referencing, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've read I've read I've read it, but um, I just wanted to get your your sort of thoughts on it because I didn't really understand what was what was going on with regards to the time frame, but. Um, oh, it's, if it's anyone's the, got any more knowledge, let us know. It's in the story called The Dynamic Man. And I'm not going to read any of it. I'm just going to say, I'm going to read the, the couple titles of the paragraphs. One of them's called The Age of Steam. And then there's the next, the next one called The Age of Dynamism. So, like, mm, it, it's, right. it, it talks about how they go from like clockwork steam stuff to more like cybernetic stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. And I guess it kind of makes sense because, like, you you still have like the Cogworks Steam Evo set, and then you have like the other Evo sets all existing in the same thing. So I guess it's just all the technologies intertwined with each other, yeah, to a certain I, degree. I think it's like just like the technology is advancing at such a rate that it's just kind of out of control. Exists at the same time. Cool. Um, so that's back to me then, is it? Back to me. Yep. Yep. Um, and uh, I'm going to go with a art, uh, an art pick. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> so I'm going to go with art pick. And there was two. There was two cards here. One for uh, thirst reasons, and one for beauty. Re- well, both for beauty reasons, I would say. So the first, the first one is uh, gas up, which I think is just absolutely sexy as hell. Uh, let's be honest. Um, so it's just this woman in sort of like leather. Uh, well, it looks like black sort of leather, um, just outside of a gas station um, in, a, in a great little pose there. So I just absolutely love this one. I haven't seen Sebastian Gicobino. Uh, um, I'm not sure whether they've done any art for Flesh and Blood before, um, but I need to check it out if, if they've done some more because that looks awesome. This, this also um, has uh, a cute little doggy with a red scarf. It That's does so indeed. In, in, the, in the foreground. Yeah, extremely um, important. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, that's just an, that's just an art pick for that one. And then the second art pick is um, another great card called Sonata Phantasmia, which I just absolutely love. The art of this It's just this is this is pure playmat worthy. The, the vibrant colors on this, the fact that it looks like they're in uh, is it Ariathiel that they're in there, or is, sure. it, or is this beyond beyond that perhaps? Um, but, well, um, we don't really know, but I'm pretty sure that this is Arathiel or some something like that. Yeah, I just love that whole sort of realm hopper, dimensional traveling between different planes of existence and the world behind the world sort of theme. And you obviously you can see this right here with some three people in the foreground on this floating island. Reminds me kind of like uh, Zendikar. I love these sort of art landscape styles that are just like floating rocks because there's been like a interdimensional riff that's torn it apart or whatever just love the art in this very vibrant and uh, i mean i could read out the card but I, just, I chose it because of art style so if you're watching this uh appreciate it uh but that's uh phantasmia <laughs> uh, as the, well as uh gas up it's the same artist for the sonata phantasmia as uh sonata arcanics uh sod irfan mm-hmm. so if you're if you're just listening oh, it? to it oh. imagine that style of art but with like what what I said. Lots of floaty rocks yep. and a big old vortex spinning thingy yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Just looks just looks sick. Um and uh yeah, obviously future picks of mine will actually be relevant, but yeah, I just thought I'd get those out of the way first because they're just cool things that I like I like the art on. 
Um, but um, if anyone's got a pick like that, we could obviously jump to that one. But you know, if it's more of like an aesthetic one, but I mine, mine are all do. mine are all just kind of like mechanical picks. But I do I do want to say when as like kind of submitted his list and gas up was on there. I, I knew exactly why it was on there. I'm just putting that out there. Like I knew literally ex- exactly. I'm like, yep, that, that yep. Exactly. <laughs> people, people know at this point that there's a degenerate in the group, you know, and that's, that's okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm sitting here with a bunch of like anime figures in the background. So it's not like uh, you're by yourself. So exactly. Anyway. Awesome. Am I am I next? I think I'm next. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna pick a card that I think is both really powerful and really cool, and it reminds me of some of my favorite things in other card games. So my next pick is a card called Fabricate. Also one of my favorite cards in Magic. I have it. I have a, I have a, a mirrored in Japanese uh, Fabricate. Anyway, um, <laughs> Fabricate is a Mechanologist instant. It costs zero, so it's a zero drop instant. That is modal. Oh, so you're speaking my language already. Zero drop instant that you can choose two of the effects. So it says choose two. Equip a base equipment with proto in its name from your inventory. Or Evo permanents you control get plus one defense this turn. Or put this under an Evo permanent you control. Or you may banish an Evo from your hand if you do draw card. So... I love this card. This card's super sweet. This is one of the the few ways, maybe the only way, to actually get a uh, Evo P- or a, a proto piece of equipment back after it's already been destroyed. So if somehow someone has destroyed one of like your Evo pieces or something like that, and you still have a bunch of Evo cards in your deck, and you're like, oh crap, these are useless. Well, fabricate is a way to like get your Evo head back and then or get your proto head back and then so you can play your evo piece again which i think is really cool i think something like this yeah. is kind of needed for that kind of deck um i love that it kind of pumps up your stuff by one for blocking um i'm not sure entirely sure how you're going to use like put this under the evo permanent i guess some of the evo cards are like you know banish a card under this to do some sort of effect um i think and, so yeah and then obviously Banishing an Evo from your hand and drawing a card is like actually insane with Teclavasa because Teclavasa can play Evos at instant speed from Banish. So this card is mm-hmm. like awesome. I think this card's like really good. And I think uh, this is kind of uh, like to me, this is just a windmill slam dunk in Teclavasa deck. And also just I really love modal cards like this. So this card is like everything that I that I really, really love in, in cards. They need to Brian Gottlieb. I know you're not watching this. But if you are for some reason and you have this on in the background, I'm talking to you directly now. Um, yeah. <laughs> please make an assassin card that is modal. I want a modal assassin card. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Anyway, that's my that's my pick. Don't give it to him. Don't give it to no, him. So you know, what he will be... <laughs> you know what he should do? He should print print uh, an attack action that's just a zero for three that says choose two and then just goes one, two, three, four. <laughs> no other text. <laughs> uh, hmm. I like it. <laughs> I'm going like to choose it. two and four this time. I'm going to go. What does that do? Your turn. I'm going to go <laughs> odd. Just one. one just and count three. to four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. Yeah. I really like Fabricate. It's a sweet card. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think it's really cool, too. I think that number four, the, the fourth mode is going to be done pretty much every time you want to play this card. Um, but yeah. I guess you won't always have uh, an Evo to discard. Um, or banish, I suppose. So 
sometimes you might see the others, but I think that's going to be like largely the sort of um, oh, the replacement is what you're going to want to do. It's so good. Like you have your fabricate it in your good. arsenal and then in your next turn you have your hand and you're like, well, I can't really play this Evo now. So you can just like basically just swap it for another card and then cash it in later at instant speed. It's just so mm -hmm. good. Yeah. And like very important thing to note as well, because um like with art of war it's banish one to draw two which you might th look at this and say oh well why isn't it two cards art of war costs one this yeah. costs zero that is yeah. a huge huge difference yeah zero drop. um zero drop like it is big that that it doesn't cost anything to play so anyway yeah i really like that card as a as a pick um i have a card that technically also costs zero sometimes um you <laughs> okay. don't want this to cost zero though because i think that this card is is crazy um this is going to be a card that i think is like has is very positioned to be like the game ender in max decks mm. um i think that max will be able to play this for uh x equals a lot um like quite a bit uh but anyway this is moonshot uh, which is a mechanologist attack action. It's another majestic. Uh, pitches for two. It's a yellow. Uh, it has cost XX. Uh, it attacks for three and blocks for three, but it only kind of attacks for three because it also says play this only if you've boosted this turn. As an additional cost to play this, destroy X hyper drivers you control. When this attacks, it gets plus three for each hyperdriver destroyed this way. And then if it has 10 or more attack, it gains overpower. Um, so obviously, Holy for hell. those of you who are uh, less familiar with just X costs in general, if you want to destroy three hyperdrivers, you'll have to pay a total of six to play this card. Yeah. Um, you'll have to pay three into each of the X costs. Uh, so that equals six. Then you get to destroy three hyperdrivers. But then if you do that, this gets plus nine which would put it at 12 with overpower thanks to its effect. Pretty sweet. Um, I think that that is remarkably doable in the max deck. I think that you are oh, going to have yeah. a lot of options to have a lot of uh, resources. There's actually a card on, uh, I believe it was on, it's on my honorable mentions. Um, and it, there's another card that's on um, Hell's honorable mentions that make this unbelievably easy to do, uh, to pay six into something um but yeah i think that this is just like i think that from what i've seen you're probably going to be kind of swimming in hyper drivers you'll have to choose what you want to sort of um transition them into um but i think in the max deck this is this is your max velocity um this is oh, your yeah. i'm going to attack you for a lot card uh and i think it does it very well <laughs> i i think it's like child's play to do two like, I think I think Max by himself is pretty easy to do two, to to do two uh, hyperdrivers. And so, like, this is frequently just a four for nine, which is kind of crazy. Like, that's an insane rate. That's a guardian card. That's better yeah. than a guardian card. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, that's really strong, uh, even just a four for nine. And then if you do three, which I again, I don't think is going to be difficult for Max. Um, this is a, a six for 12, which is. Yeah insane oh, overpower six or 12 so overpower good. and yeah. overpower yeah. yeah so like i think this card is, is really strong this is like an abject game ender in max um and oh, also yeah. it has it has max on a motorcycle which i know as likes so <laughs> oh absolutely yeah i love motorcycles <laughs> um cheers lss yet again um 
But if you, yeah, if you if you think about the front end of this, play it when you've boosted this turn as additional cost to play, etc. When you boost, the hyperdrivers that you've already laid out previously are all going to trigger, and you're all going to remove mm-hmm. a steam counter from each of yep. them, and then gain a bunch of resources that you can then play with after this, and then you can yep. destroy all the. So so it's, so it's that that front end gives you all those resources to then use as well, which I think is which I think is awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think the thing that I've I could be wrong when the deck actually comes together, but just from looking at all of the pieces, it kind of feels like Max is going to be swimming in like either like resources, like either resources, the actual like capital R resources or just hyper drivers. And you kind of just need something to do with them. Uh, I don't know that there's that many payoffs, but this is one of those payoffs. Um, This is something that you use both your capital R resources and your resources on board being your hyperdrivers to be able to translate those into gigantic damage into your opponent. Um, that only becomes more potent as the game goes on. Like as said, you play something with boost, you play a zero to 60 or any of the setup cards that we've seen. Um, honestly, you, know, you already mentioned gas up. Gas up works with this card. Uh, it also gives it plus or no, it doesn't have plus. boost, so it doesn't give it plus four, but it gives you another hyperdriver at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you start, anyway, you start, you, 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 yeah, you, st- you start the chain with a card that boosts, and then that card obviously will give you go again, and then spew up all these resources that you then play into the moonshot, and then you sacrifice all the hyperdrivers, you know, and then it just attacks for god knows how much. So yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's perfect. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody attacks for fifteen or eighteen with this card at least one time. Yeah. Um, it is definitely magical Christmas land to maybe go above 12. I think 12 is probably what you're going to be seeing this barreling down at you for. But even that 12 is a huge number, um, like in flesh and blood outside of guardian, outside of brute, even um, like 12 yeah. is gigantic. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's my second pick. Yeah, I, I think I think this is also a card that's just really good in. um like limited. I think this is like one of the one of the majestics that you'll you'll be very very happy to draft, or just in your crack shuffle play, be like, oh cool, I'm just gonna clap you for for I'm a crap load. Moonshot someone. I'm just yeah. gonna moony you. <laughs> and moon, just, oh, there we go. I'm gonna moon you again. The waning I'm moon. moon I'm gonna again. moon you for. I'm gonna moon you for twelve this time. Yeah. Now, for three. <laughs> I was trying to. God, f- can you imagine Icelander? <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I'd like just like to point out uh, who at LS. LSS really likes hearts because obviously this is a reference to shooting the moon uh, in hearts. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. anyway, awesome. Yeah, back to All me. Right, is it? As, yeah. yeah. What's your number three now? Cool. Uh, so this is a majestic playset for probably the best evos, uh, arguably, arguably for uh, the Teclovosen morph Meklovosen situation, and that's the Evo Steel Soul series so again sounds like a Yu-Gi-Oh card oh i've got the evo steel soul thingy um which does this uh, but yeah the the one that i want to point out well, i could probably read them all out but it's a, it's a lot but the first one i want to point out was evo steel soul memory um so this is the um blue pitch four cost three block uh mechanical equipment dash evo base head um, so obviously, if you had a, ba- a base head equipped, you can transform it into this and then equip this. And then when this transforms from or into an e- uh, Evo of a different name, your hero gets plus one to end of turn. If that Evo is a hero, which Mechlovosen is, it will trigger twice instead, which I think is 
pretty ridiculous because his bloody intellect will go up to what five if you five. do this. So for w- yeah. for one turn, he's not dumber from reading uh, Reddit and 4chan. Yeah. For one turn, he's a little bit smarter. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, I exactly. actually learned some stuff. And then and then the next turn, he's like, oh, what have I done? What what, oh, what, what yeah. did I get into? It's like, oh, you yeah. you feel like you're enlightened by taking all this garbage information, and then you realize it's not uh, valuable. So it's like yeah, it's like he, he he watched a bunch of TikToks on like life hacks, and he's like, these are so good, they're so smart, I could use them in everything. <laughs> and then the next yeah. day, he's like. They're all useless. No. What have I done? Yeah. Yeah. He tried like gluing, hot gluing three <laughs> pencils together. And he's like, what am I doing? <laughs> what oh my God. Just got these, you got these, uh, these perpetual cat videos in his, in his, in his subconscious. Um, <laughs> Can't focus on anything else. But um, <laughs> I'm just imagining, I'm just now imagining Teklovasen, like not Teklovasen, but like Meklovasen in his backyard making like a terrarium out of like a hollowed out, like leader of like A&W or something. Yeah. Something, something to do with concrete because it's always concrete. Yeah. He's like pouring concrete into a kiddie pool and he's like, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing here? Uh, anyway. And that's when he goes back down to three intellect. Ignorance yeah. is bliss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, but yeah, they're, they're they're all pretty good. Obviously, the the chess piece when it transforms, if you're transforming into Meklovossum, which is what I'm referring to this doing, mm-hmm. you get six you get six resources, which then allows yeah. you to play cards that are on my list later on for free, basically with Go again, which is ridiculous because mm-hmm. of te- Meklovossum. Uh, the arms will give you um, recursion, so you get six attacks back from your graveyard uh, in your deck, fifth from the top. And if that Evo is a hero instead, triggers twice, so you get your big smashy attacks back. And then the legs will give you uh, two action points when uh, mm-hmm. if you're equipping it to Meklovossen, um, so he which can att- I don't know. He can so he That's can use right. those to attack. Yeah. Yep. Like uh, uh, something that I, I mentioned, because I just like had completely spaced out on how the mechanics worked um for this because kind of like we were mentioning even earlier in the podcast there are three distinct playstyles that are being released in this um so it's all mechanologist cards but a lot of them just do very separate things so it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to keep them all all separate uh, or i guess all categorized effectively um but for all of the evo steel soul cards if magical christmas land i know but this that's where i live if you uh, have all four of the Evo Steel Souls equipped, they all trigger twice and you get two intellect, six resources, two six attack um, action cards from your graveyard back into uh, the top five of your deck uh, and two action points. And the two action points plus the six resources allows you to attack with Meklavasen twice, mm-hmm. uh, which is attacking for 12 and discarding two cards from your opponent's hand. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, so I've. I think at that point you've just lost. If 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 if, oh, if yeah. you if if they oh, if they assemble Meklovossen with Evo Steel Soul Set, you have lost the game. I reckon. Yeah. Realistically, <laughs> though, actually, all you would need for that is just the chest and the feet. The other two can just be other Evos. Um, okay. You would still get True. the two action points and the six. Um, but I mean, then you don't get two intellect, which he very desperately needs. <laughs> <laughs> he becomes dated all, which is funny. Um, <laughs> I. Yeah. Anyway, I, I lost yeah, my I lost my train of thought. But uh, <laughs> he was thinking of Data Doll and trying to get some more jokes about the three intellect in there. <laughs> he lost his train of thought. We oh, no, we no. figured out. 
right. the canonical reason for why Datadoll is dumber than ever, other heroes because of cat videos and Facebook. Yeah, that's, yeah, why. that's exactly, too much information. Exactly why. <laughs> um, yeah. I do want to know. This is has to do with Brian Gottlieb. Hey, shout out to Brian again. Um, yeah, he was. He's been saying a few times, like on Twitter, he's like, you know, he doesn't feel like people are ready for the amount of variants that are that's coming up in flesh and blood or or that he he's been talking about variants in flesh and blood basically and yes. I, when i see stuff like this with 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 mechlovasen and the magical christmas land that bill's talking about i'm like well that's that's the hell of some variants right there i mean yep yeah but Again, but oh, to be I... fair so here's the thing this is really interesting i don't know if this is their intent we can talk about this when brian is on the podcast this just 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 occurred to me but a lot of card games um have these really really big swingy moments that are really really exciting you built up to your it's like a kind of like a timmy moment right like you you built up to this really awesome thing that you're going to do you play your crater hoof behemoth or you mill your opponent's entire deck or whatever the hell you're doing and you do your your big cool thing and flesh and blood doesn't really have that It, it does some times here and there i mean you can roll your dice with ko and attack your opponent for 20 or whatever but like yeah a lot of heroes don't they're just like nickel and dime yeah you know attack you for six chip one damage here chip one damage block 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 you know i've done a lot of coverage i've seen it at the the top levels you don't really have these moments but with with this kind of design it kind of feels like they want those really exciting moments more um because like that's what this is like that's this is like as the kids say uh poggers kids still say poggers this is poggers it's poggers. I, yeah. I mean i do but i'm not a kids anymore so um <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know i was kind of mentioning this one time uh shout out again to the interview that i had with um felix and shay over at the mm. ip2 podcast mm. uh who by the way um if you're listening to this i got your letter that you gave to grant uh and thank you so much to both of you it was just like a really heartfelt letter about like thanking me for spending time with them um they were lovely um once again if you don't know who the ip2 podcast are please go check them out they're really really nice they're incredibly insightful um but yeah when i was talking with them uh one of the things that came up was the difference in different card games and how like flesh and blood has like you were saying like nickel and diming moments where you're looking for sort of percentages and opportunities that your opponent gives you either like um willingly or unwillingly if they trip up on something if they roll a one on their scabskin leathers that's not as relevant because if they roll a one on their scabskin leathers it's really hard for you to not win the game after that um Uh but i digress um but yeah so this this does feel very much again like even if you just get if you're able to cast singularity I think even without this magical Christmas land of having the two Evo Steel Soul pieces um, that we were talking about, even without the four that you were looking at previously, um, I still think that this is such a huge, like, oh my God moment where you get this guy, he's gigantic, he punches your opponent and strips resources from them immediately. Um, Like, this is a big event. This is the singularity. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's really, really cool. Um, I think it is something that Flesh and Blood could use. I, I'm in I'm kind of tending towards hoping that they keep it sort of more to story events like they are here, like with Singularity being its own very yeah. influential moment and on a singular one of card um, instead of this, this being like the thing where they're just trying to slam in as many. Oh, my God, moments as possible. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I, I absolutely love the design space. So that they are tying it to the hero's soul. So it just then also gives you the ability to make 
your fan favorite characters then sort of ascend into a different version of themselves. So for the people that mm. care about character development and character story and arcs and all this, can see their favorite heroes go through a journey, which I also think is very good uh, for um, for the game in general as well. So um, I have just uh, I have just posted a weird card in the chat, which I'm not sure if it has been uh, spoiled. I think it was just spoiled via a box break, which was yeah, uh, which was in there. Yeah, um, I think at this point, all spoilers that were given out have gone out. Um, yeah. I think we're officially past that now that the box breaks are happening. So there were yeah. just, uh, I think, three things as of when we started recording that still hadn't been revealed. One of them was, by the way, Tecla Foundry Heart is um, one of the legendaries in the set. It is being reprinted. Uh, there is a um, a mechanologist, like a main set mechanologist majestic that hasn't been spoiled yet. Uh, and mm. then there's this one. And since as is the one that posted it as, why don't you tell us what it does? Yeah, it's a it's a it looks like it's been taken. The picture's been taken on a toaster, but I will try and read it out anyway. So from my LG smart toaster. Actually, you know what? Maybe I could pull up an image. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, uh, shout out to my Discord. Or just they're just on the ball with all these things, just posting images in there, even though you know haven't even been released yet. But um, whenever, so this is called Phantom Tidemore. Um, absolutely love the art on this. Well, cannot see what the artist is because it's a bit of a blurry image. Uh, but it's a illusionist instant aura blue pitch. Costs nothing to play, and it says uh, when whenever an illusionist card you control is destroyed, put a plus one plus one counter on this, or just plus one counter, I should say. And then it has Phantasm. Um, so uh, obviously when you block with a six or more power attack, it gets destroyed. And it has Ward 1. So if your hero be dealt damage, destroy this to prevent one of that damage. So I imagine you, you turn this into an attack yeah. with something. Yeah, so right. you, you turn it into an attack with, yeah, yeah, with any like a Prism stuff, right? Um, yeah. And then it gets plus one additional attack for each counter. So the counters that Az was talking about are specifically plus one attack counters. That's yeah. right. Um, yeah. Which, and like relevantly, um, that actually buffs uh, if you're using like Iris of Reality. Mm. Um, that actually makes it like a really big weapon potentially because it's a base of four. Um, and then each plus one just makes it even bigger past that. Like this could be gigantic. Uh, my first thought was that this would be really good if it triggered off of Spectral Shields. And I thought that it did. But uh, I've gotten confirmation from the judge community already because people just jumped on this card as soon as it got posted, um, yeah. that tokens are not currently classified as cards um, hmm. under the, the current comprehensive rules. Um, I wonder if that's going to so, change, because I heard that the tokens it might. that Max makes count, like, for... Th well, as cards. If I yeah. had to, yeah. Like, if you, if you put them under something, like if you put them under Nitro Mechanoid, mm -hmm. um, they do still stay there. Um, they are real um because oh. we did get confirmation from joshua scott on that right i'm pretty sure yeah. we did yeah yeah so i he said think if uh, they make that josh, change josh they said they're gonna be to... they're gonna be making a change to make that work so uh. mm -hmm. so i i think if they make that change they kind of have to make the change to make spectral shields count for this which if that's the case this card's kind of crazy well, th um th this, this also has ward this also has wards so you have to does. be careful by yeah if it, not popping this too yeah it ward, is it is so. very fragile but like um i would compare this at least most accurately to like shimmers of silver um yeah. 
it's shimmers is a little bit different obviously it's easier to make it so that the counters don't just get immediately blown out if they take care of shimmers um, by just putting the counters on something else but like i still think that this is kind of crazy especially like in response to um i guess no because if you do it in response to your opponent attacking then the they would still hit the ward would still trigger so unless you have enough ward to take care of the rest of it, unless so, you have spectral shields. So what, what, what you need to do, yeah. this, is, this is what I was thinking. This is what I thought you were, you were getting at with the spectral shield yeah. thing, yeah. is you would need to play this, you know, before damage is dealt. So it sees all of your spectral shields get destroyed, but it also doesn't itself get destroyed because yeah. it has ward. So it'll need to be like exaxes on or, or not exaxes, yeah, but just enough be... so that it doesn't get popped as well. Yeah, it would need to be once the spectral shields trigger and they form a layer, then you put this on top of that layer. It resolves first, then the each of the spectral shield abilities resolve. They get destroyed and prevent the damage. Yeah, um, I believe. So uh, if that's the case, then this could be a gigantic crackback. Um, like you have even just like four or five spectral shields. And you have either Luminaris or, like I said, Iris of Reality. If you have Iris of Reality, you're potentially attacking in for like eight, nine, ten. Um, yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. Um, and also, it's just a blue, and it's just feeding into my want of the blue illusionist give me the blue illusionist yep. already lss yeah the phantom yeah. the phantom stuff obviously you know the all the blue hue sort of things going on yeah. exactly we need something for ghostly touch and semblance she's uh, the it's, those yes. can live in. i'm calling it it's the the silver-haired lady it's the silver-haired mm. spears uh, of surreality yeah, fractal replication yeah and um flicker trick oh, yeah. yeah flicker trick love i'm a um, big fan of that character this, she's the entire yeah. reason why i've done i've worked with crovius so many times because i saw that art and i was just absolutely. like absolutely mysteria awesome. yeah that's what i'm uh, that's what i'm hoping <laughs> illusionist. Give me. um anyway with that yes being said uh kel what is your third pick um pick number three that, that oh. quick diversion yeah we, we got some mystical magical stuff but now it's time to get down and dirty with heist so obviously uh i, I liked the cool uh one that the, the mechanologist card that most resembles like an, a thief or an assassin card. Uh, this is Heist. Yeah. It's a two drop, five attack, mechanologist attack action. Uh, blocks for three. It's a majestic. It has boost. When this hits a hero, you may put an item with cost zero or one from any banish zone into the arena under your control. This card is sick as hell. So, okay. Here's some here's some things why I like it. First of all, you get to recur some of your stuff that you're doing, which is sweet because there's some really sweet items that we're going to talk about as my my fourth and fifth picks are some really sweet uh, zero and one drop items. There's some other ones that are awesome, too. So you can recur these cards that are just really, really good. But also you can do it from your opponent's banner zone, which is rad yeah. as hell. And also you can do it from any banish zone which means if you're playing this in ultimate pit fight you can be like hmm does anyone have any like items in their like banish zone and then you get <laughs> just sweet value like this card's awesome yeah I, I like this card a lot it's got recursion mm -hmm. um it's a two for five which is which is not too bad um yeah heist let's do it yeah i agree i think that being able to steal banished or boosted items from your opponents in a, in like either like probably a UPF game, but also even if you're just doing the mirror match and your opponent um, yeah. banishes like 
you're playing this in a max deck and your opponent is also playing max or something else and banishes a hyperdriver you're just like cool i get a free hyperdriver um yeah. or you get to recur like some of the other cards that are on uh hell's list or my list there are a bunch of really really good zero and one cost items um that this just gets back for free kind of like you were mentioning with your first two with expedite and medics yep um like the fact that you're able to put them into play without having to dedicate your entire turn or your your last action point to it is pretty big actually oh, yeah um mm -hmm. yep so yeah i like it and it does boost yeah so you boost can actually good... you can actually use the item too because you'll have an action yeah. point from this uh you can boost you can even here here here's here's the the super sweet tech you can even get back the item that you boosted from the heist <laughs> yeah this card, this card is rad as hell I, I, I love this card. So it's yeah. awesome. Heist. Uh, what what I will say about this is that the the poor old lady that this bloke is stealing some stuff from uh, <laughs> is absolutely flabbergasted by the situation. She's like, "No, give me my item back." She, it's just like, <laughs> "Nah." She, she's clearly like some sort of like scientist. She's wearing like a lab coat. He, he this is a fine up, upstanding gentleman robbing from the rich. To to feed his poor starving family, probably in the pits. This is in he's just pits. stealing from like big metrics pharma here, right? So yeah, brilliant. Oh yeah, I can see that his lab coat. It's not just some random old lady. I can see. I mean, it could be a random coat. old lady. Who knows? But it's called it heist. Be. So I assume it's he's stealing from someplace at least that's you know it's worth stealing from. Lucrative yeah. at least. Yeah, it's not just that poor lady's handbag. Anyway, <laughs> I don't trust. The, I don't trust. <laughs> no, All no, I'm no. saying is that I trust this dirty scoundrel more than i trust that old lady <laughs> yeah no, but yeah. he's in the foreground so he's our protagonist <laughs> yeah that, that old lady's right. sus as hell all right anyway <laughs> brilliant um so i'm gonna move on to uh, is me isn't it is you yes back to me yeah so this is a cycle that i alluded to earlier with uh with meklo Vossen being just an absolute engine uh so we've got annihilator annihilator engine terminator tank and war machine mm. um so they all just look like huge mech suits that are just blasting all these cannons and stuff and we saw um we saw terminator tank very early on um in in uh in the sort of build up to this but these are just mental if you have the mechlovossen suit equipped because you get all four of the modes um so they all do they all do the same thing they all have the same stat block they cost six they're red and they attack for six and block for three um but they have the if you have one or more evos equipped this gets a certain ability and then they get uh sequential ability so if you have two or th two or more it costs three less three or more it gets overpower and four or more it gets plus three so they all have that but each original one is different so the annihilator engine says if you have one or more equipped this gets when this hits destroy all cards uh defending this including which is great including mechlovarsen which is hilarious exactly yeah. so if, if, <laughs> yeah. if you get this off first against a rival mechlovarsen then you're gonna you're gonna destroy him first if he blocks well that'd be a stupid idea wouldn't it yes i'm going to block but, my mech suit okay but but, <laughs> but you're dead but, but there's cards that make you have to block we'll talk about that later uh, yes, yes exactly that's true that is one of my cards so yeah. <laughs> that's on one of your lists yeah brilliant um but yeah so if you've got the mech if you've got the mech clove out these only cost three to play 
they all have go again as well because of Meklovossen, mm-hmm. and they have some ludicrous abilities on them. Uh, I just think these are just magical Christmas land. Refer- referencing that phrase again, you play these when you got the Meklovossen suit out, and you're just getting insane value out of well, all of these. Well, let's you. For- Actually, it's more than that. Hold on, I'm sorry. I was gonna say it lets you attack your opponent for twenty four, but it actually lets your opponent attack your opponent for thirty, because because you can you get you get six resources right for Meklavasen, so you can actually play two Annihilator. You can play two of these and then also attack yeah. twice with Meklavasen, so that's twelve from his attack and then an additional eighteen for these because they attack for nine. So you can attack for thirty. Yeah. 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 So if you if you if you manage to if you manage to crack off all of that in the same turn. Then you are absolutely the, the the moment where you turn into the into Meklovos and you get all of that resources and action points. If you can get <laughs> uh, multiple attacks with the the Meklovos suit and the engines, you've just absolutely shat on your opponent's face at that point. Um, Rinsed oh, yeah. them completely. It's it's over. <laughs> it's over. That is Exodia style of end game there. Um, And I just can't wait to see that happen. But yeah, they they just just made my list because they can get insane value later on with the Meklovossen suit and they're just big Timmy cards, which is what I like, you know, loads of power and stuff on them. I I, I don't know if if it's ever going to happen, but if you can actually do that, that is like... Yeah, it is like Exodia because you attack with Meklavasen twice and make him discard two cards. So now they just have two cards in their hand and they, they can block six against your onslaught of 30 damage. Um, yeah. Well, actually, no, 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 no. It's, it's even less than that because then you attack with Terminator Tank and Terminator Tank says when it hits a hero, they discard a card. So that's actually even less. That's even less. <laughs> just take the hand away and just... Yeah. yeah. You you attack twice with Teklavasen and once with Terminator Tank and they have very likely discarded three cards if they didn't well yeah they could block with a maximum of two really with terminator tank unless you go with it first and well, then follow up with the attacks but it's it, also relevant well it has overpower so you'd only be able to block with one right oh god yeah yeah oh my one, god, yeah one non-equipment card yeah um fantastic and then they have to discard oh, the other man. card in their hand well yeah so if, if you can oh. do it if you can live the mad magical christmas land um you can just kill your opponent. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, that is where I live. So. <laughs> yeah, but even, but even still, if you've only managed to equip two Evos or whatever, they're still, they're still three cost, six attack. So one card, if you've got a blue, to then do a six attack, which then has an on-hit effect, which is still pretty good if you've got two. But if you've got three, they have overpower, etc. Meklovos and Magical Christmas Land is just absolute ridiculous value, but you can still get a lot of value off of these, even if you have two or three, which I think is still pretty good. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. So, yeah, definitely some good finishes there. Yeah, the on-hand the on effects are pretty sweet. Like, there's one that's basically Command and Conquer, Disrail cards in the arsenal, and I think the discard one is probably the best one. But it is, yeah. The yeah. the the one that says when it when it hits, destroy all cards defending this. Um, yeah, that's, that's a bit of a bit of a weird one uh, because you have to yeah. choose to block with the thing that gets destroyed, right? So yeah, you're you're only really uh, chucking the valuables in front of it when you absolutely need to, I guess. Or in unless that one. Or unless your opponent makes you do it. That's right. That's a good segue which, to the next yeah. one. <laughs> um, which is actually funny. Somebody locally asked a question about that. And based on the rulings for uh, Already Dead and uh, Cyclone Roundhouse, um, 
a, uh, which is Annihilator engine. Yeah, Annihilator engine. Yeah. Um, or there's a different card that is similar to Annihilator engine that allows you to destroy a defending card. Powder keg. Mm. Somebody asked wow, about powder yes. keg. Yes. Um, if your opponent blocks with Mechlevosin and then later in the chain, the same chain, mind you, you hit them with a Mechanologist gun and you have Powder Keg out, you can destroy Teclavosin. Or wow, Mechanologist. see you later. Um, but it has to be in the same chain. It cannot be a previous chain because once the chain is closed, it is no longer a defending card. Anyway, with all that awesome. being said, um, yeah. uh, I will talk about my next card. I did actually, I think we did skip me, unfortunately, yes. yep. because I, my I, third card is yeah. not relevant to the segue that you provided, but all I'm right. going to jump on that anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So speaking of making your opponent block with equipment, uh, mm. we have Meganetic Lockwave, which not to be confused with Meganetic Shockwave, um, mm. does have sort of a similar effect um, of making your opponent block. So this is a Mechanologist action blocks for three, pitches for three, and costs 3x. Uh, so it's actually kind of nice that I talk about this one right after talking about and explaining how double X works. This is exactly the same, but there's another X. So to pay this uh, with X equals one, you would have to pay one into all three of the costs. And then yep. to pay it, uh, to have X equal two, you'd have to pay six, two into each of the costs, et cetera. So it's yep. Um, yep. cubed, I think, is the, um, is the relationship there. Yep. But, so. um, the effect is actually pretty powerful, I will say. Uh, for that, for that um, sort of value, uh, you get target hero chooses X equipment they control. Then you choose one from among them. That hero must defend your attacks this turn with that equipment if able. And then this says go again. So the ideal uh, situation for this is you uh, either whittle your opponent down to a couple of equipment and they're sort of forced into a bad decision um, or you pay, you know, a a reason like a pretty big amount of resources to be able to pick one of their equipment at your will yeah. uh, and then even if it has like if it's just one that breaks you know on first hit then great but this does say just like that hero must defend your attacks this turn with that equipment if able mm -hmm. so like kel mentioned while we were sort of chatting about this earlier if you continuously break the combat chain and re-attack with like a pistol or something say um even if their thing has like temper or battle worn or whatever if it's still around they have to block with it so yeah. it's a really easy way to if they pick something that has temper or whatever um if all of a sudden you can attack three times with your pistol and break the combat chain in between say goodbye like it, you know, that equipment is gone um so yeah. yeah easily like in terms of ceiling this is the most expensive card that we've gotten um even like uh, considering ceiling and floor, this card is extremely expensive to pay, to play with. Triple X, which, um, as referenced as the moonshine cost, um, I believe <laughs> something similar. But yeah. um, I, I do genuinely think that this effect is powerful. Um, more than a tech card, probably not. But like, I think that it's just really good, and it's something that mechanologist specifically is able to leverage. Uh, like breaking the combat chain and continuously remaking it is something that mechs can just do at a baseline. Um, well, like, like even just between boost cards. <laughs> yeah. Well, as an Azalea player, right, you have crap armor 
um, mm -hmm. and 50% uh, of your armor is used as a utility piece, right? So you've got Snapdragons to give something go again, or the Bullseye, which we'll have back eventually, um, to put something into your arsenal. Then you only have the Skullbone and the Tunic left. So if you still, if you then Meganetic Lockwave me, I'm just like, for goodness sake, I don't want to yeah. give up. I don't want to give up these blade breaks because they're pivotal to the actual hero. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just, it's not going to be very nice to, to, to face this. And it, just bright lights in general seems to have a lot of equipment. Your equipment is not safe in this set, really. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be interesting to see how it sculpts the field going forward because there is a lot of equipment hate in this set. And this is, this is definitely worth mentioning for sure. And. Yeah. And if they if their only equipment is Meklovoss and you force them to block with yeah. Meklovoss and then annihilate annihilator engine him <laughs> and destroy him. Just blow him up. Yeah. Guys. Blow him up. So yeah. see you later. Yeah. So like again, the the like reasonable floor for this card is you're paying three into it. Uh and then it kind of goes up from there if you want more like uh of an opportunity, I guess, to pick the card that you actually want to destroy. Um, but as a late game piece, and this works well as a late game piece being a blue, um, yeah. like you're usually probably going to be able to play this in your second pitch stack or, you know, you boost it away or whatever. But if you do get to it in your second pitch stack um, and it's late game and your opponent, like as said, only has two pieces of equipment and they're both really good. Yeah. Like this, this could even just for three resources, this could get you there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's a really cool card, a really really great design. Um, art is fantastic, and triple yeah. X baby. <laughs> That's what I mean, though. Like even like mid, rise of like Xander mid... Cage, Xander <laughs> Cage. Oh, brilliant! Vin Diesel, love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, triple X. Um, but yeah, like even like even like midway through the game, when for instance, as yeah. player, as a player has used both their Snapdragons and their Bullseye, they're never going to use the the stuff to block, and you force them to do that that is that is just horrendous even like yeah. towards the middle middle of the game so the, the the i'm not sure what other heroes like lean upon utility pieces that have blade break maybe forcing them to use forcing ninja. them to use husk when they don't want to use husk or something well, there's yeah, husk. Ninja. breaking their if mask momentum use... is pretty brutal yeah. yeah or like their flick knives or whatever like well um for assassin this is pretty easy to get around cuz then you just you just pick. You just like, buy it back. Well, yeah, well, you, you uh, can't well, buy. You can't buy back flick knives, but you would just be like, because it's just all your other crap has like battle worn or whatever. So I'm just like, I pick black tech whispers and I just block my black techs. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I say, so I think this is either gonna just be a sideboard card or it just used as a utility blue. Um, but I do think the utility is there. I, I think that this card is actually very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it's cool. But yeah. Anyway. Um, because I'm behind on a card, do we want to just have me go twice at the end or twice now? Let's see. As, <laughs> just go, as just you go have for, one more now. card left, and I have two more cards left. So, okay. uh, and then you have. Yeah, what we could do, we could go to you, you and then back well. to me, and then as. And yeah. then we can just kind of yeah. go. Okay. Whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so, so I'll, you go yeah. next. Yeah. So, it'll be me, you, as, me, you, I think. Right. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, so, my next card is. Um, I'm just going to call it Shenanigans. My next card is Shenanigans. It is oh, yeah. Quantum Processor. With a name like Quantum Processor, you know it's going to be Shenanigans. Um, yes. So this is, first of all, absolutely beautiful artwork. Very, very like, like almost like deco style, futuristic 
thing. I don't even know what you'd call it. Future deco? I don't know. Uh, is that a thing? I don't know. Yeah. So this is a one drop uh, yellow pitch mechanologist action item. It has crank, uh, which says uh, when this enters the arena, you can remove a steam counter from it. If you do it, you gain an action point, which is kind of cool. Uh, specifically not go again. You just get an action point. Um, this enters the arena with a steam counter at the start of your turn destroy this unless you remove a steam counter from it and then once per turn instant zero put a mechanologist item with cost zero or one from your hand into the arena a lot of the cards that i picked are just like cheating in these zero or one one drop yeah uh things but hey i like that i love like this sort of like circumventing these flesh and blood rules and and some in both of these cases or all three of these cases you can you circumvent two things at the same time you circumvent cost and you circumvent action points because you do this as an instant for this one um so especially you know cheating in extra one drops is is pretty interesting um What's kind of cool about this is you don't technically need to pop the steam counter. You know, you don't need to crank this. You could just play the quantum processor and then using its own instant speed effect, just drop another item if you want. And then you'll have another go around with it because you'll still have the steam counter, which is pretty cool. Also, you'll mm. you'll have it on your opponent's turn as well because it's an instant effect. Um, I think this is cool. This is a really cool way to just kind of like turbo items. This is a cool way to like possibly set up some combo shenanigans if you want to get like you know a bunch of items out real quick um yeah i like this card this card feels breakable to me um i'm not entirely sure how hey let us know in the comments down below uh how you would break a quantum processor but yeah i was just um i was just thinking like why would you want to crank it but then it's at the start of your turn so you you would you you crank this and then it's still no yeah, you so, still be able to do. You still be able to do the instant on your turn and the opponent's turn before it destroys itself on the next turn, right? So yeah, what you could do is you could crank this to get an action point, and then use this effect to put an item down. So now you have two items, and then use that action point maybe to play something that cares about just like like the scrap cards that care about um, blowing up oh, your yeah. items. And so you could like blow up your quantum processor plus whatever you play down or you could you can do some sort of shenanigans with it to like kind of like turbo some stuff out um yeah yeah Yeah. cool yeah so i like i like this card i I like cards like this that feel powerful but that aren't immediately like they don't immediately have a home like you this for this to be good you have to build a deck specifically around it that doesn't currently exist in flesh and blood and i think that's awesome so yeah. yeah, you have to figure think, out all the nuances. Uh, yeah, especially with the ability to put in items with crank that give yeah. you your action point back, yeah. that represents like a pretty big uh, tempo Ooh. shift in just the item strategy. I just thought of a sweet combo. Anytime I think about things where you can just cheat action points, I always go back to Toma Fiendel because it's just a one drop draw two cards. And I, I can see a situation where you're like quantum processor into crank cards to like crank, crank, get a bunch of action points. Toma Fandle, draw two cards, crank, crank, get a bunch of action points. Um, you can, it's only once per turn instance. So you can only play do it once, but yeah. like you could still kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like you can play multiple quantum oh, yeah. processors and get the cranks and do like a bunch of stuff. Like I kind of said earlier, I think with Max, you're just going to be able to make a bunch of resources or like a bunch of action points um, or have a bunch of items. Like I think having the two, three action points is going to be like a pretty standard thing for Max to have. Um, yeah. Just from my own 
sort of appraisal of how the deck works. Uh, I think you're going to be able to put in a lot of hyper drivers and just consistently be able to go off with hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, that just makes me want to put Tom with Vandals back into Mechanologist yeah. decks. Um, yeah. I think if if there's a deck, if there's a mech deck that wants Toma Fiendel, it is like really Max. I think Max oh. uh, appreciates them quite a bit. Or, or or you can do like with new dash so that you don't mess up your boosts. So you can check the top of your deck to see if it's a Tome so you don't like goozle yourself uh, off of mm-hmm. a boost. Hmm. Anyway, this card's cool. And it makes me think about making decks, which is the best part about card games. So. Well, exactly. It's a shenanigans card, as you said. So there's going to be a lot of nuances to it. So, yeah, it's a good one. Cool. So back to you, Bill. Um, Back to Bill then. Yeah. Okay. So then my next one, I think, is going to be kind of a payoff card in um, in the max deck. And it kind of ropes directly into what Mm -hmm. I was saying that I, I do think that it will be like a reasonable thing to do in a max deck to just make a bunch of like probably just one type of resource and this one really leverages being able to make a bunch of action points um this is called grinding gears which is very similar and i think it's on purpose very similar to millstone um from magic yeah like the idea of milling something down like um constant wearing down of of something to nothing uh and that is exactly what this is so this is a mechanologist action item uh it pitches for three and costs zero and it has crank um so when it enters the arena it has a it enters the arena with a steam counter you can remove that steam counter to get an action point as it enters and then at the start of your turn you destroy this unless you remove a steam counter from it so if you leave it around it stays around for an additional turn or if you're able to you know if you want to be able to work with it now you just get it for the one turn uh and for all of that this has a very simple line of text it is action pay zero target hero destroys the top card of their deck (laughs) so this is you could essentially read it as it has pay an action point destroy the top card of target hero's deck yep um and like i said like i think there will be versions of um of max that are able to maybe even shoot past three action points like with with um high octane uh mm-hmm. it's pretty substantial um there's you could go off and have a turn where you just make i don't know like six seven action points um and just use that to destroy six of your opponent's cards if that happens in the late game and your opponent has just completely run out of cards that's big like that's a huge swing in your direction in terms of tempo in terms of like even just messing with their pitch stacking um getting you to that end game fatigue board state um and you know you could like i said you could do the big combo with it and get a bunch of action points or you could just you know you could put this around and then um just crank like a couple times on the first turn and then a couple times on the next turn but then you also have a second copy of this, so you can do it again later. Um, it's like it's really flexible. I think that crank is such a cool mechanic, and it really plays into sort of what this type of card wants to be. You wouldn't want this to be a card that just exists for the entire game. Uh, that'd be really toxic, I think, to have uh-huh. this just be a permanent item I mean, in a deck where you can just make a bunch of action points. Um, to be fair, to, to be fair though, there are a few cards that also replace steam counters, like Banksy, Max's weapon. <laughs> that will <laughs> that will put that will put steam counters back on things that have crank. And this is one 
and using counters back onto. So it's just that 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 con that constant threat of I can put steam counters potentially back onto the grinding gears and keep grinding you down, which you know is just messing around with everything that you've just said. Um, and yep. things like steam, like steam canister, for instance, instant speed item. Put a, put this on the bottom of your deck. Put a steam counter on an item you control with crank. So there are other ways you can keep these sorts of things around, which is also quite yep. good. So you could build a deck that way, perhaps. Don't know I how good it will the, be. But. I think the big sort of game shot, if you're playing around a deck, or if you have a deck that is playing with like grinding gears as a win con, I actually have my last card that I'll talk about just as a you know as a tantalizing sort of throw to the future for the for the listener. Um, yeah. I will be talking about a card that combos with this extremely well and allows you to. Oh. I don't even want to technically speculate on how many you could get, but I think you could get 10 action points if you combo it with this card. So, I mean, um, okay. <laughs> I, I don't think it's yeah. impossible. It might be on the higher end, but I do think it is possible. Um, um, I didn't include this on my list, but I do, I do, I do want to mention that there was also ways to like recur, recur this too. There's a card called prismatic lens that lets you just get crap back. It's just once per turn instant, zero, reveal, reveal a top card of your deck, put a mech item with the same color from your banish zone on top of your deck. So if you somehow banish the grinding gears, yeah. you can just get it back. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah. is, And Prismatic Lens is also a one drop item with Crank. So you there's a lot of like, there's a lot of stuff you can do with this. There's a lot of shenanigans. Yeah, it's like the like the scrap mechanic as well. There's a bit of scrap mechanic. So like scrap harvester, for instance, when you play it, you can banish an item or equipment from your graveyard. And when this attacks, if it scrapped something, you again put a steam counter on an item you control with crank. So there are consistent ways of filling your steam counters back up for those items that you might want to continuously get value of uh, out of. Um, so I think there is a scrap sub theme in here like using all these weird items to continuously put steam counters on that is mm-hmm. like the cog works like the cog works and the steam uh, uh aesthetic strategy is baked in here i don't know whether that's mainly for a limited sort of situation maybe more than constructed but it's nice to see that it's there are things that adhere to that strategy as well with the steam counter like cycle basically mm-hmm. um but yeah good stuff um so would you want to go back to kel now or is it back to me now do you think is it uh i think it is back to you because i think you still have two cards left and then that uh, would leave us all with one no i've got one so as only has one left so if we go to as it will be back on track because it'll go as me and then you for our last card each yeah so this is the rest of us we all have one card left okay we're good um but <laughs> fantastic before before we move on i just want to mention because i don't think any of us picked this card i think there is right. a payoff for all of this shenanigans other than just milling i just read this card and that is the tiktok clock hold on i don't have it on mm. the i don't have it on the thing but the tiktok clock it, it's a zero drop crank enters the arena with the steam counter at the start of your turn destroy this and it deals one damage to you unless you remove a steam counter from it. But however, it says whenever a mechanologist attack action card you control hits a hero, destroy the TikTok clock and up to two other items in your arena, then deal X damage to the opponent where X is in the amount of items destroyed this way. So basically what you want to do is you want to have a crap load of stupid items in your arena in addition to TikTok clock, and then you smash them and then you blow up the clock and all of your items and hit them for a bunch of damage, which is feels like a payoff for um the last card that i talked about the the quantum processor where you just 
yeah. just play a card, crank, play a card, crank, play a card, crank, or play a card, crank, draw two cards, but you know, the whole the whole thing. So anyway. Yeah, no, that's definitely a definitely a payoff for all of that item stuff, isn't it? With the crank mechanic for sure. Like just blow it using them all after you've got all the resources and the steam out of them, using them to blow up your opponent, which is uh pretty nice. Yeah. Okay. Um anyway. Yes. Cool. Uh, my last card is something that we've already alluded to in the past, and that's making people block with things. And this is mm-hmm. uh, another Meganetic card. Um, so uh, kind of sort of you know, going in the same direction. This is Megane- uh, Meganetic Protocol, uh, which was uh, part of a cycle. There was a few other ones like Destructive Protocol and something else Protocol. Um, but this is a blue block uh blue block um blue block three costs three so loads of threes there and this is a five attack mechanologist action with evo upgrade and it says the defending hero must defend this with x equipment they control with minus one counters if able where x is number of evos you have equipped um so it just sucks in all of the equipments that have minus one counters on they must defend this with x equipment they control where x is number of evos you have so if you're if you're thinking of this as a late game card, because it's a blue, you would have pitched it in the first cycle. If you're looking at CC, etc., this comes back round after you've done damage, or they blocked with minus one counters on battle worn things, or whatever. Or if you get to the the Mechlovosan stage where they've um, where you've got them to block once, and you can keep making them block with more things. Um, so I think it's very very valuable later on. Um, so I just love the love the sort of your equipment is not safe cards um mm-hmm. which you've mentioned a lot of uh a lot of this this podcast um so yeah that's that's my my my, my last pick really meganotic protocol yeah i think it's sweet also yeah, yeah i agree the art reminds me of the the, the squiddies from uh <laughs> the matrix oh god yeah squiddies yeah i was gonna say that or like doc ock from spider-man <laughs> yeah 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 kind of, yeah <laughs> It's like a, it's like his uh all the all the octopuses without the man like it's just all the the bits from his back. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. my final card is uh just a big old big old rock. So this is a stasis cell. Uh, I really like this card for a couple of reasons. So stasis cell is a zero drop mechanologist action item um very different than the other items that we talked about this one does not care about steam counters at all so this one says when this enters or leaves the arena activated abilities of target equipment can't be activated until the end of its controller's next turn and so activated abilities are stuff like you know your skullbone cross wrap scri- uh, you know well, don't activation bring that into this. Your tu- tunic <laughs> uh, yeah tunic Cashing in tunic yeah that's an activated ability yes um, it is um, you're yeah so that's not all doesn't Doesn't hit weapons but still very good no so yeah this basically locks down um an activated uh equipment but also it says action put this on the bottom of its owner's deck choose an equipment it can't defend this turn go again so this card is sweet i love this card it feeds into itself uh it doesn't get destroyed at all so you you stasis cell on one turn right and you're like hey your thing you can't do your tunic or whatever um and then on your next turn you put this on the bottom of your deck and you're like okay now you can't block with your your other thing um and that has yeah. go again the the effect has go again so you could just continue with your turn normally it's just like an, an extra bonus thing that you that you get um mm-hmm. i like this card a, a lot it's also a blue pitch card 
Um, but uh, yeah, I, I love effects like this. This is something we've talked about before in the Living Legends podcast. I really, really like Chains of Eminence, which is similar-ish kind of thing where you like kind of like soul read yeah. your opponent and try to get it so they can't uh, play a certain card. It's also why I picked Sensor as one of my favorite cards from Dust Till Dawn. I love these kind of like sort of hate bearsy style of effects that are really really unique in flesh and blood and they operate in this kind of like space that flesh and blood really doesn't operate in flesh and blood for the most part is a game about like maintaining your resources and potentially denying your opponent's resources well this is somewhat of a resource denial but it's a, it's a little bit different in that it um it, it attacks in a different way and i like it i like it yeah. a lot it uh yeah it chokes out your opponent from being able to probably utilize their equipment in the in the way that they want to yeah and which, like uh yeah it's very very different and very interesting yeah and this obviously uh would go into a very specific style of deck right you're not you're not jamming this in your like max you know your max deck where you're just trying to <laughs> hyperdrive or boost them kill them this is more of like a very methodical like control style deck maybe even like in 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 new in new dash or something like that yeah um, like um like item control pistol dash um i i do really well, like dash io with her new with her new weapon uh i think that that's a really interesting weapon you get to load up six shots essentially yeah um which is very cool <laughs> six shooter but uh yeah that, that was my final pick stasis so yeah yeah, I think a lot of these uh, items as well, the, a lot of these items are maybe overlooked because, you know, Dash didn't, dash, data, dash Database and Dash IO didn't exist until now. So if this is on the top of your deck, you just ha you can just play this. It costs one, but you can just mm -hmm. play this off the top of yeah. your deck without having to use any cards from hand. So it, all of these items that have these weird effects, weird and wonder oh. wonderful effects, they're not going to clog your hand up if they're on the top. Um, so you can just play the thing off the top and then look at the next thing, play the thing off the top, look at the next thing. Uh, oh no, it's mm -hmm. once per turn, isn't it? It's once per turn. You can, you can only do that. Yeah. You can only do that once per turn, but still if the, these, weird, <laughs> these, these, <laughs> that'd be ridiculous if you could do that. Um, but yeah, it just, it allows you to play these items off the top of the deck and still not affect your hand really. Cause you pitch into it. You still got have some resources floating to then carry on doing your thing uh, after the effect has taken place like this one which could help you so um and one thing I, I wanted to mention with the stasis cell before we move on is uh like i kind of yeah. glossed over it really quickly when i was reading it out but it, it's when it enters or leaves the arena so when you activate it for its uh action on your next turn you you trigger the first effect again so you get to pick an item pick with equipment and you're like hey you can't block with that one and then you pick another one and you're like hey you can't activate that one or you pick the same one but yeah. uh yeah you get, to, you get to do the you get to do the lockdown thing a second time which is cool um, yeah so, yeah good stuff um all right well uh leading into my final one which is also the final one of the list today uh before i talk about it we have one uh additional diversion very very Ooh. quick uh we got confirmation what the last card we were missing was Ooh. uh from the set the unrevealed um mechanologist majestic was uh just a max velocity reprint um oh okay. Uh, okay. Not, yeah not a card that necessarily needed it but makes sense for the set honestly with all the stuff that's happening and all the the ability that you have to boost um it yeah. was probably inevitable uh it doesn't have flavor text or uh any reminder text at all either so it looks a little bit cleaner um 
but yeah, so final card. Uh, now we know 100% of the set, which is really cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was just max velocity. Um, That's funny because we were speaking about that earlier, weren't we? With the uh, with the boost boost card that you were saying with, about. Uh, yeah, twin drive. There's actually hand, there's yeah. a handful of uh, reprints in the set too because there's like zero to sixty. Yeah. There's over loop, and it, it you know yeah. to, to pair with which the is, zero to fifty and the under loop, which are both hilarious. Yeah, I like zero, zero to fifty and under loop is very. Funny. They're just like just um, worse versions. <laughs> <laughs> just just one just one more side tangent as well just before we get to bill's last card uh and then close this off for today it's going to be a long one the, the obviously yeah. the top fives and you know, these lists not, are always it's actually longer not ones. that bad it's only like uh, yeah. about an hour and a half so far ish oh there we are then the old job we're getting good at this. um we are getting good at this <laughs> um but um i was surprised about how many expansion slot cards there were because we we, we had a lot more revealed even after like kel spoiled the big ones and stuff we still had even more being released uh, and discovered in box breaks and stuff like, you know, the Chromai ash uh, dust mm. from the, the Chromai planes and um, the illusionist card that we actually came across today. All of these cards are still in the expansion slot. So going forward, that gives me more confidence that there's going to be even more random class cards mm. in sets that don't really care about the classes, which is nice as we said before, for maybe creators that uh, vibe with certain heroes that get to spoil cards aren't necessarily in, you know, classes that are in the set and all this. So I'm very excited for how that's panning out. I just wanted to say that basically based on what we've seen so far. Yeah, Yeah. from a design perspective, what this shows me is like, this Mm -hmm. does really, really feel like a substitution for uh, an expansion set because you know you give like three or four draft sets and you're gonna have like all of the actual cards that matter from an expansion set Uh, and this is a way that they can print the cards that they actually think that matter and that will make a big difference and not a bunch of like bulk chaff which was one of the um big criticisms of like dust till dawn because there's a bunch of just random Mm -hmm. commons and rares that are just basically just bulk that no one really cares about right now um and so yeah I, th- I think that's really what the expansion slot feels like what they're trying to do and uh it makes a lot of sense with the most recent announcement they're like hey we're gonna do almost all draft sets going forward now exactly um, so yeah I and, like it. um and for limited i think it's cool that there's less big swingy legendaries that you could draft or get in sealed because there's only like a couple that actually matter in this, right? There's only a couple of mm. the mechanic and mechanologist ones and all the rest are expansion slot ones, you know? So. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Final card. Uh, yeah. This one is the card that uh, if everybody was on the edge of their seat, since I was talking about my last card, uh, this is the payoff for that. Uh, this is a card that I think is really cool. It was on um, Kel's sort of like overflow, like backup, because we we don't like to overlap on these because we usually have a decent discussion on them. So we generally tend to sort of work with each other's lists. And yeah, uh, this is System Reset. Uh, which is a card with phenomenal data doll art. Uh, it is another majestic. It's a yellow, so it pitches for two, blocks for three, and costs X. I have three cards yeah. in my top five that have I, X in different capacities. I just want to point yeah. out that I, I, I kind of just realized this with, with that statement that we 
all three of us had kind of like a loose theme with our picks. It was not planned, by the way. We literally came nope. up with our lists like maybe like 20 minutes before we, we started. Quite a minute to an hour before we started. Bill has like this X cost theme as has like this kind of like Evo theme that all of his like a lot of his cards cares about evos or evos and mine's all about like the zero or one drop items like either playing them for mm -hmm. free or whatever yeah i don't know yeah it's cool um but yeah anyway so this one is an x card that cares about zero or one cost items it does yes um because it reads banish x mechanologist items you control with cost zero or one then return them to the arena under their owner's control so you could theoretically get a bunch of items out that all have crank um either you play this once or you just have a couple of uh things in play again i think that with max some amount of this is going to be very easy i don't think you're going to be able to get a lot of action points and resources or like resources and it's going to be like a pick one mm. and a half you pr probably going to be able to get like a decent amount of one and a good mm. amount of the other without any of the third um or like you have to kind of mix and match. Unless but you're playing Tome of Fiendel and you get a draw card. Unless you're playing Tome of Fiendel <laughs> and you draw a bunch of cards. Um, but anyway, so you have a bunch of things with Crank in play. You feed like four or five resources into this and you get to blink all of your like five items with Crank. Put them back into play. You crank all of them as they come into play. <laughs> Five more action points, baby. Grinding oh, gears, God. let's go. You could, oh, wow, yeah. you could actually do some kind of crazy stuff with this like you need an action point no no you don't even need an action point because you have the crank because i was gonna be like okay here, here's the situation because the way hyperdriver works if you attack with a single thing with boost all your hyperdrivers will trigger and then you'll have a bunch of resources so if you have a bunch of hyperdrivers and then you attack with like a zero to 60 then you just get like a bunch of resources and then you can just blink all your hyperdrivers they get a bunch of action points yeah once yeah. you've and then once you've blinked your your hyperdrivers, if you had another zero to fifty or something, yeah. you just attack with that for free, get a bunch of resources again, and then oh. you freaking destroy all of them with moonshot. This deck builds itself. This is easy. There's even some other crap know. that we didn't talk about either. That that kind of yeah that I was thinking about too. That's like it's also like an X that it's like oh like banish X items from your graveyard or something like that, and it gets like a it gets really powerful. Like I don't know. Are, is this good are we are we yeah. just like in, in magical christmas I, land i can't at, tell at this point at this point the amount of speculation that i've done since tales of aria um whenever i really like something it always turns out to be trash um because <laughs> it just like doesn't work it is not feasible in a regular game i don't care i yeah. don't care if this thing is bad listen to me talk about it and how sweet does it sound it sounds pretty exactly. sweet doesn't it's it pretty sweet yeah i think it's cool <laughs> i really like this card um yeah yeah i, I just can't uh, part of me is like is this storm like, are we storming here? Like, are yeah. we doing like a... No, like, this is a storm card. <laughs> yeah, we're like, we're just storming. Like, this is like... This, is, this, this card is turnabout. Yeah, in, I was going to say, this is your turnabout. Yeah, this card's turnabout. Or your uh, dramatic reversal or whatever. Um, yeah. Like, untap all your crap. Do do more stuff. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, I do... Yeah, I really like it. I really like... Again, I like all the cards that I picked today. Uh, I like all the cards that they just decided to print in this set. I think that they're really cool. I like yeah. the fact that they printed a lot of um, zero to 60 and zipper hit and overloop 
like dupes that are not quite as good um but they give you a little bit more um flexibility like even for the ones that uh we got to reveal over at the spike feeders um which forgive me i only remember the name of dumpster dive because it reminds it's just the dumpster train has no brakes i i remember Um, i think your other one was like rocket sprocket or something like that because they were it all is, yes, rocket rocket yes. yeah i was like was both it, of them yeah. have like hilarious names that are just kind of like this yep. alliteration rhymey kind of thing yeah yeah no both phenomenal um but they are if you boost an item or equipment with them they turn into zero to 60 slash zipper hit respectively um so people yeah. are like yeah you can just replace the yellows with these and sometimes they'll be the same other times they'll just be a zero for three that blocks three and that's totally fine i that's something that i like about this set there are things that allow you to fill out the 40 or 60 whichever format you play um with cards that are relevant to these new strategies without feeling like it's a set just full of draft chaff um and at the same time being built around this crack shuffle play mentality yeah um that i think is going to work really well there's there's a lot of really intricate overlapping between the three um that all kind of just makes sense um so yeah i'm going to be going over it uh a little bit further with with tommy uh tommy fresh over fresh and buds for a full set review where we talk about every single card um but yeah i think the set has like this set in terms of design is just kind of knocked out of the park i think it's really really good i i think it's kind of funny it'll be it'll be really funny um for new players getting into this because i feel there's going to be a pretty large influx of new players between bright lights and the round the table product um that like i feel like there's a huge chunk of the cards that are really simple and easy to understand and then there's like like just insane crap that most players that are brand new are gonna be like what the hell is this like why is this good like they're gonna see grinding gears and they're gonna see like system re- reset and they're gonna see like quantum processor and they're gonna be like what's all this garbage like <laughs> yeah this doesn't attack this is garbage like why why, why would i want to destroy the, the top card of their deck like mill them one yeah. that seems terrible uh yeah i or, want to play again, the terminator like, tank instead. an entire action point um but yeah it's uh it's really cool. Again, I like the idea that it's basically pay an action point to destroy one of your opponent's cards. Um, just kind of yeah. a neat sort of payment there. I, I like that. But um, yeah, I like how everything just sort of ties together. Um, there are a lot of individual. Um, uh, like I said, there are things that make them very much of one strategy, but there is also, again, a lot of overlap like just wanting items versus wanting specifically hyperdrivers versus uh wanting evos that care about hyperdrivers like whatever there's there's a lot of stuff that just sort of works out yeah um and a lot of care about you know if you've destroyed an item you know you get extra mm-hmm. things and all yeah, this yeah we didn't so even talk no, about any of the cards with the galvanize <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, or scrap exactly. but it's, it's like just scrap it, and galvanize yeah all sc- yeah, we touched touched a little bit on on scrap when we're speaking about the steam recursion stuff. But yeah, there is There's a lot a, of yeah. different different archetypes in here, which all meld together, as you're saying there. So mm-hmm. I was gonna say it, it was on Bill's like uh, second like backup list, and it, I was considering it too. But they made, basically made like a dark ritual in this set too, where it's just yeah. like sack some scrap and add a bunch of resources. And I was like looking at it, I'm like, this seems cool. Like, yeah, I'm into this. Won't go into it too much, but yeah, trader. it's. As- 
Scrap Trader, yeah, it's a zero-cost yeah. mechanologist action that allows you to scrap twice, which is, as an additional cost to play, banish an item or equipment from your graveyard, and then you gain two resources for each card that's scrapped. Yeah. So this is a zero, get rid of resources that are already gone, resources in your graveyard, um, to gain four resources. Yeah. Sick. It's It's a weird one. It's an action, right? Not an instant, and it doesn't have go again. So you have to... Yeah somehow cheat it out or use the resources to play an instant or something but still cool again i feel like keeping track of action points like especially right now moving forward is actually going to be a thing that people have to care about now yeah Um, Yeah. keeping track of multiple action points throughout a turn um especially if you're playing max like i'm i'm willing to be proven completely wrong but just everything that comes together in this really feels like they're just going to be able to make a bunch of something (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna um, be really fun to to talk to Brian Gottlieb about uh, bright lights in a, in a couple of weeks. So what definitely. we're gonna what we want to do for the Living Legends podcast? I've already talked to Brian. He is going to be coming on the the show um, to talk about bright lights. I'll probably post about you know questions. You know, if people have questions for him um, on the socials, uh, I also have a lot of like design questions, especially some of the stuff that we talked about today. Um, but it's a really interesting set. Uh, we. That that video will likely go live shortly after the set officially launches. I think it'll be the Wednesday after the set officially launches. And we want that because we want to plan it around that because we want players and us to have a chance to actually play with the cards before we ask questions about them. So pre-releases and all this and you know, crack and shuffle and play on a stream or whatever. We yeah. want to crack some products and all get all that get all that done as well. Um but yeah, that was our top five in no particular order um, because we did actually mess up the order. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a pretty messy one. It was a it was a scrap heap of. Uh, oh, look at that! Five. Brilliant. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, it's just so good. It's just so natural, you know. Just jokes coming out all over the place. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, Living Legends podcast. Uh, we're going to get to uh, the mailbox because we got a very long email um from someone uh so if you want to uh email us it's living legend podcast at gmail.com uh or if you want to interact with the videos on um or tweet at us or x us i don't know what that sounds a bit uh a bit naughty x us baby um <laughs> whatever you want to do interact with us leave, uh, leave us a comment on uh, on the video versions on red zone rogues channel of course or email us at living legends podcast gmail.com we will read out your thoughts comments and questions but today's comes from the email address and this is from alex pools um so alex says it's quite a long one so bear with me i just started playing recently after picking up an azuri blitz deck on a whim while at a pre-release for wilds of eldraine so obviously they picked up the azuri blitz deck while they were playing magic um and showing up to an armory event at my LGS. The people were su- super welcoming, and despite getting absolutely stomped by a very blinged-out prism deck... Is that you, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> I had a blast. I wish. I now... Yeah. I now have four heroes in the making. Fi, Uzuri, Azalea, and Dorinthia. Nice. And I'm loving this game so much. Needless to say, I've fa- I've had Fab on the mind a lot and found your podcast to help keep me updated. I've listened to about seven episodes so far, and I thought it would be fun to describe what I imagine you all look like in my head, as I have never seen any pictures or YouTube videos of you gentlemen. <laughs> oh, wow. So they, yeah. they found the podcast 
the audio only version of the podcast and i've never seen the videos that's crazy never seen the videos it's crazy isn't it It just goes goes to show how far audio goes as well um i'll be sure to subscribe afterwards oh there you go so alex okay. probably subscribes to red zone rope alex if you listen to this make sure you subscribe to spike feeders and go again gaming as well <laughs> do it um i apologize i apologize if i've spelled your names wrong so first of all bill i imagine you as having blonde hair with soft facial features <laughs> you're about five foot eight tall you have zero facial hair and are fairly lean <laughs> well, I the wish, fact man <laughs> oh brilliant the fact uh-huh. you're from the prairies i think i heard you mention winnipeg means I all, always imagine you in a larger, a rather large winter parka. That's That's got to be true. I remember your winter jackets that you were buying a long time ago. <laughs> Even in the summer, you have very good posture and constantly smile. There we go. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, uh, I, did, I do remember reading this email and reading it out to my girlfriend, Riley. And uh, yeah. she, to, like... Thank you so much for this email, by the way. Like I was reading it and it's just such a thoughtful thing to do. Like it's just oh, it's it's really brilliant. cool to get that sort of just like uh, first impressions type information. Um, but yeah, my girlfriend said, wow, they seem to think that you're way more attractive than you actually are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, I know, right? Oh, brutal. Oh, so brutal. <laughs> oh, mate, just wait. Just wait till you hear mine. I'm absolutely insulted now. Not really. Um, it's absolutely yeah. hilarious. I, I so, haven't uh, even, I think I'm the only person here who hasn't actually read it. I'm a little afraid. <laughs> oh, you're going to, you're going to like it. It's, it's a very yeah, positive email. It's okay, very, cool, it's, cool, cool. it is hilarious. Um, so, uh, he goes on to say, as you're a redhead in my mind, (laughs) you have a very large beard with a defined split between your beard and mustache, (laughs) which you keep well maintained. And you also wear very thick glasses. Imagine a taller (laughs) librarian Gimli from Lord of the Rings. (laughs) I I love that. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who instead of having a friendly competition with his archer friend has a shrine dedicated to them in his closet. <laughs> I mean, oh my yeah. God. not wrong about that one. No, that's not like wrong. Absolutely 100% accurate. 100% accurate. <laughs> uh, but oh it's not even God. in the closet, it's on the wall. <laughs> God. And then, uh, and then Kel, uh, he says, you always make me think you're wearing a suit. But the suit is a casual two-piece, opened up and no tie. You have black hair and a defined jawline. Mm. <laughs> I always picture you around 6'2 for some reason. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I imagine you having a pro streaming setup with eight monitors all stacked beside on top of each other to the point they're unusable to anyone but you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually like a little right, because I almost always wear a black blazer. In yeah, my YouTube you're always videos. wearing a suit jacket every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no tie. <laughs> I'm not that tall. I'm like five eleven ish. Um, not quite, yeah. not quite six. Um, oh, yeah, this, this is fairly close. Oh, interesting. Yeah. No, again, like as as much as we were laughing, I don't want it to come across like we think this is ridiculous. It's like again, I personally think that this is like such an awesome email to get. Yeah, I no, it's really, really, really appreciate yeah. you reaching out and uh, and giving us this because I don't know. It just it it reminds me of the fact that we do have like an actual audio only podcast. Um, like there are yeah. people who make this podcast in completely audio. 
That's um, right. And yeah, I mean, I take it for granted that I know exactly what Az and Kel look like because I stare at their stupid mugs every week. That's but, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, like it was it was so cool to see this email come in and uh yeah just really really different and i i liked it a lot <laughs> yeah there's a lot of effort put into this um so Absolutely. cheers alex um so he finishes yeah. anyways i hope you guys found this fun to read and maybe brought a few laughs out it definitely did we were cracking up yeah for um, sure yeah from sheer joy uh, of this but yeah alex from burlington ontario canada oh cool yeah yeah cheers buddy you're about probably eight hours away from me uh because canada is just extremely wide um it is wide but yeah yeah thanks so much for the support extremely appreciated yeah it's absolutely it's awesome um but yeah if you want to get your sort of thoughts questions and um assumptions of what we are and what we look like uh then uh, then email us at the living legends podcast gmail.com or continue to interact with us on the socials and or uh red zone rogue youtube channel for where we see the comments um, and I had a nice comment last week. As looks like he's lost some weight or oh, is yeah. working out, looking good. I saw bud. that one. I yeah. saw that too. But, so that was nice. But um, I don't know. I don't know what you're looking at because that's probably not happened. <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know. I know. As actually listens to this guy, Chris Broad has talked about this before. Yes. And that's the yeah. YouTube thing. You angle down. You've lost weight. Angle exactly. up. Exactly. You've gained ten pounds. Down. Yes. Yeah, so here we go. Pounds. Look. look um, Look at that angle. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it might just be because I am, like over the recent the recent podcast, I'm sat in the lounge, so the, the camera is actually elevated looking down. That's probably what it is, but I appreciate the, the comment nonetheless. Um, I did, mm-hmm. for people that were tuned into Gurgen Gaming maybe a few weeks ago, I did do a wild experiment where I was only eating protein for... 14 days and then i went to switzerland and then it all went out the window and then uh, <laughs> so it's all pascal's fault if you're if you're listening to this mate that's your your fault bloody switzerland bread and cheese and all this oh, that sounds chocolate. Lovely. yeah it was great it was a great time um but um i learned some valuable lessons from doing the restrictive diet so now it's just it's sort of evolved into i can have nice things but just don't take it overboard you know so maybe it has had a little bit of a knock-on effect there but um it was a lesson learned nonetheless which is all which is all good um so yeah that is pretty much it for this week so we want to go round the table and uh do where people can find us start with kel hello i'm kel you can find me at red zone rogue literally everywhere so far i'm not on the other thing that bill was on I can't even remember. Master Slack of Blue Sky. One of those. Master Slack of Blue, so Threads of Sky. Oh, Threads, too. I forgot about that one as well. <laughs> uh, Reds on Rogue everywhere. Usually, um, if you want, like, social media, it's uh, uh, Twitter. I'm not calling it X. And uh, also um, on uh, Instagram a little bit, but mostly just on Twitter uh, or YouTube. Yep. That's me. Awesome. Yeah, we should definitely shout out our stuff because we have audio listeners, so it's always worth doing, isn't it? Um, but uh, yeah, Bill. Yes. Uh, so I, hello, I am Bill uh, from the Spike Feeders. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say also known as Red Zone Rogue, which is patently <laughs> not true. Um, That's a little but, suspicious. Uh, 
yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm Bill from the Spike Feeders. You can find me on Twitter and Blue Sky now uh, at Bill TSF. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube at Spike Feeders Fab. Uh, we do live edited gameplay content. And if that's something that interests you, you should definitely go check us out. We are going to be doing a live um, uh, live UPF game with uh, realistically and most likely the uh, new round the table product that uh, LSS and the professor came out with. Uh, so if you're interested in that, then you should definitely go check us out. Drop us a follow and uh, you'll be notified as soon as that comes out. Yeah. Yeah. And good times to, to be completely honest, if we ever do like a, an in-person like Living Legends podcast, Flesh and Blood and or Magic game, it'll probably likely both of them will likely be over on the Spike Feeders to some degree. So yes there's that yeah if we ever if we ever get over to get over to the spike feeder studio for sure <laughs> distant land of kenyatta kenyatta maybe next um, year actually i don't know we'll see yeah well uh if we're all in barcelona which we do plan to be there well obviously we're just waiting for your passport kel uh me and bill are definitely going i imagine yeah it's, uh, it's my passport is good and my flight is booked and Kel, or as has the um, the Airbnb, mm -hmm. so there's nothing else for me to worry about. It's just exactly. a waiting game now. <laughs> just a waiting game. Um, but what I was getting at with that is that we probably will record a podcast with yeah. all of us, yeah, all of us present in the video um, mm -hmm. while while we're there, just just for the lols. Maybe it'll, even a few. We'll see, we'll see how much time we have. But it'll be probably significantly more jank than normal because I'm I do not plan on bringing my laptop to uh to barcelona so it'll be like i don't know like a a weird like phone version like that i record using my phone i have no idea it'll be i'll it'll have, be I'll, have a, I'll have a laptop there i'll have a little one there mm. so we'll, we'll figure something out for it but um but yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be all to come hopefully if everything uh squares away in time we'll all be there uh me and bill will definitely be there of course but just waiting for Kel. hopefully crossing fingers that it comes back but um should should yeah. be fine it says it's processing so it wasn't declined or anything or anything. So if yeah, I should get it before November. So yeah, well, we've still crossed. got a month and a half. Still got a month and a half. Yeah, to go, the, the ETA was like October, like late October, like 28th or something like that. So um, yeah, she's so still got a couple of weeks after that then really for leeway. So it should be fine. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, so I'm Az from Go Again Gaming. Um, I don't recommend checking out my channel because it's garbage. Um, but uh, now it's you have Go Again to, Gaming. Now you have to check it out just to see if it's really garbage or not. So you basically that's have right. to go over to Az's channel and subscribe to see. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, Go Again Gaming and then Go Again Gaming AZ on uh, Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. It is still twitter.com if you type it into the into the earl so it's, yeah as far as i'm aware um but that's pretty much showing places where i'm pretty much active at the moment so uh so yeah go and check out those things when you can and uh living legends podcast gmail.com for any long stories or comments on uh, on anything and then make sure you engage with us on the socials and the youtube as well because we will read out things every week but until next time that's pretty much it yeah Cheers, folks. Adios, yeah. everybody. Stay tuned for lots more Bright Lights stuff in the next couple of weeks, including Brian Gottlieb yeah. to talk about the set and designing it, uh, Sam Yang to talk about art, and then next week, I have no idea what the hell we're doing. Probably talking about our experiences with pre-release if we're able to go or whatever else. So, Yeah, something or yeah. other. We'll see you to do it all over again then. Cheers.
Bye. Bye-bye. Leaving that one in. <laughs> <Good> one. <laughs>